amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Like if I don't ever want to take none of your clothes, you might be a bum and you might be worried about the fact of why I don't want to take your shit. I'm not worried about it. Just like leave my good shit. No. Why do you always go for the Giuseppe shirts? <laughs> <laughs> Just don't put my shit in the dryer and shrink it all up. For you, right? Yeah. That's the word. She, she wears the shit every day. Like it's not house clothes. It's How you know it's not house clothes? <laughs> Maybe you need a better wardrobe that you think that t-shirts are like not house clothes because all t-shirts and there are, are white rap. t-shirts. You can use those all day. Nobody cares about those. Why are you wearing the Givenchy shit? Because it matched <laughs> my mood for the day. Maybe I wanted to wear a blue shirt. Maybe mm. I wanted to wear a black shirt. I'm. I have. To, I'm a white tee hoe now. Now I'm just stuck in, the crib, in yeah. my white tee. Yeah, in my white yeah, tea. like in the crib. Like yeah. they, yeah, they literally be searching through shit for shit that they like. Oh yeah, this is the one that cost seventy thousand dollars. It's a great mood to lay around in. So what? I don't see the point. I don't got whatever, man. I got different issues. All right. Oh fuck. You lost the song again? No, I think this is the lawyer calling. <sighs> Hold on. Oh, that's mm-hmm. why niggas so lax today. Niggas not even moving with a sense of urgency no. today. Yeah. Oh, you thought we was about to start at two seventeen and had to been over by three thirty? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why I'm like, yo, this is gonna take this call right. Oh, that's why she's like, oh, we ain't here. I have a show today. We're not having a show today. That's why I said mm-hmm. that. I didn't see that message in the chat. My bad. Mm-hmm. But I am leaving at four o'clock because mm-hmm. fuck you, I gotta go to the gym. Yeah. I ate well, mad pizza this week. And that if that's okay. the case, then let's start this show. Did oh, you press record? It. That's not it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not it. Hold on. You always fucking up the song. That's not it either. Well, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we, there we go. go. There we go. Welcome back, y'all. I don't really got nothing to say to that. How y'all feeling out there? Oh, shit. Oh, that's Hope y'all enjoying this. Might be the last time you hear it. Uh Yo, I like it. I must admit, first of all, welcome to everybody out there in the show, Shameless Family. Shout out to y'all on Patreon that's here at one something in the afternoon. I fuck with y'all because y'all fuck with us. Dodge, Tron, we all in the building, but we got something else to talk about. What's going on? We need some bombs. We We might have to drop some bombs this week. Why? We got a new intro submission. Oh, Do shit. we? It's the Battle of the Beats. Yo. <laughs> it's it's going to hurt, bro. It's got, First, yo, to the young man that had his cousin 
Oh yeah, I forgot about that shit. Damn, step into the booth. The nigga bullied his cousin. Was like, nah, nigga, you gonna make this song? (laughs) Cousin, don't even listen to the show. (laughs) Gunner, did you hear this shit? No, I I didn't even play it for him. Nigga, I'm in the car playing this shit. Mm -hmm. Like, bro, my nigga Sakani, that's his name, right? Mm -hmm. From Harlem, yo, you did amazing, bro. And I almost challenge you. To say, nah, that's me. And go back in the booth. Y'all niggas want to battle? Do what y'all got to do. <laughs> but I want y'all to hear the new submission. We got to put, put these shits on Patreon so that they can hear them, hear them. Bro. <laughs> this shit. This shit so fire. Nigga. Duh. Hold up. Nah, homie. Who the fuck is this nigga? Oh shit, man. Some dance hall shit. Hold on, man. Start this shit over, man. Hold up. Y'all ready for this? It's so shameless world. Check what we doing now. Put a little T pain on. Come on, I want y'all to get up, man. Fuck your boss, man. Stand on your desk, goddammit. Shout out to B Crizzle. Thank you, my nigga. <laughs> Take your girl out to eat and she's paying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shameless. Shout out to B Crizzle. Yo, I need your at name, my nigga. I need, uh, hey. He might have to join us at, at, at Thanksgiving dinner, gonna. I'm sorry, he might have to be family. He might have to be family. What? Take your girl out to eat and she's paying? <laughs> Take your girl out to eat and she's paying. <laughs> this nigga is, he's, 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 he's tapped in. That's my kind of this guy. This nigga's tapped Yeah, he is your <laughs> fucking kind of guy. Hold on. There's something wrong with your ears, goddammit. Oh, Patreon going up. Shout out to y'all, man. Thank you, my nigga. Be Crizzle. Shout out to the homie. I forgot your name that set him up for this. Appreciate you. Shout out to everybody in the So Shameless world that has contributed to this intro. But, uh, shit, we might got a winner. Yeah. This shit is an open submission, though. Fire. Mm-hmm. It's an open submission. Anybody can do what they want to do. That but goddamn, Mr. County, I think he done blew you out the water. I don't know. Because the first, the original is fire. It mm-hmm. is. The original is fire. I do have a question. What's that? Nobody don't sing? 
Nobody does a spoken word. Nobody does anything like that. Just a bunch of rappers. Just a bunch of rappers. Now, I'm good with this. Was it, was it, what, what kind of music was that? What is that? I don't know. It's like, it felt it felt like trappy. It felt like drilly. Was that drilly? I, it, was, it, it felt like a, a hybrid. I don't know. It was like rappy, trappy, drilly. Trapadrum, you're the music guy in here. Trapadrum. I just noticed autotune. Which made me feel like he got that shit like engineered, mastered, like he in the real studio. He, he you know what in. I mean? It was official. I feel like he did that to himself though. It gotta be. He Maybe. Did. I mean, you know, I'm not saying that it, like he booked. Like we owe this nigga money or something. Time. <laughs> 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 we owe this nigga like production money. Like what? <laughs> Man, son. I so forgot about that. I'm so happy you remember. Bruh. I've been thinking about it all week. <laughs> I've been thinking about it because I wanted to know what Sakani thinks. I really wish this nigga calling. Yo, call it. Call me. Call me. <laughs> <laughs> call me. Text me. Email me. Call. I need to know what you think, bro. Like, is your back against the wall right now? Because the fact, the first one, he, he I feel so like his back was against the wall. All right, you, we are putting mad pressure on my son. This is about to be his third go round. If boy he came us back, another. like nah, y'all ain't going mm-hmm. right. I said right. Mm-hmm. We talking about this every week. Yes, mm-hmm. and he owned it. We don't even play the, the other DJ shit that we, we that we thought was was cool. <laughs> No disrespect to him, but mm-hmm. we don't, we don't, we don't, you know, we we gave it to Sakani. Mm-hmm. This nigga just yapped his shit. <laughs> fucking shit, nigga. Fuck out of here. I'm shameless, so shameless. You know what, what it is? He came with energy. He came with high energy, the track, everything. You know what I mean? Sakani's super laid back. That's and why I, I was like, Sakani wanted... needs some ad libs or something, just to yeah. give it a little more oomph. I said I wanted it to sound like a stripper song. I could see bitches swinging on a pole of that to shit. To this shit. Definitely. Right. This shit, they in there. <laughs> what? Like so? Yeah, like so. <laughs> nah, <laughs> like so. Like <laughs> so. <laughs> ah! Yo, this nigga aggravates me. Look at your friend. Look at your fucking yes! friend. And he's fucking pants and his fucking turtleneck. Look at him. <laughs> I might twerk a little bit to that one. <laughs> <laughs> What's good though, man? How's y'all week been besides this? How's y'all besides week been? This. How's everybody feeling? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Doing yeah. good, yeah. What's good? What is good? Cold as a motherfucker outside. Same. I don't like this shit. Brick. First week in the world. First week in a long time when I've been cold while I've been working. Mm-hmm. Because I'm outside in all weathers. Snow, mm-hmm. 12 at night, I'm out there. This week, that chill was different. There you go. That shit was coming in your clothes. Like, that shit was up in that shit. Yeah. My hands is cold. My hands are never cold. They always moving. My hands, mm-hmm. never, my hands are cold, nigga. I'm walking down the block like this to the next bag. Like, God damn. It's that week, every year, this week hit where it's this cold, and I contemplate, like, why the fuck am I living in New York still? It's like that. Mm. Shit make you reevaluate your life. I'm not going to hold you. I ain't leave my house uh, since Friday. So, <laughs> oh, can't relate. That's good. Yeah, I don't be outside, bro. <laughs> Not in the winter. You can't catch me outside for shit. I go get my kid and I come right back. That's zoop, zoop. I don't do shit. I'm going to tell y'all about my week a little bit. Not a lot. Mm-hmm. Right? I've been doing some things, trying mm-hmm. to figure some things out in my personal life. Hopefully, y'all will be privy to knowing what's going on soon, soon as, you know. The ink dries. Soon as shit, you know, right. But... I was riding around in the, in the truck last week with somebody and I, I was t- talking. I'm not sure if I spoke about it on this show. I can't remember who I was speaking about. But I was talking about a bunch of real niggas. I did a, a podcast, uh, the Officially Street podcast. It was mm-hmm. so fuck. I listened twice. Most people said they listened twice. It was so fucking good. So shameless. As like I said and I tweeted this and I wrote this, I don't really tell y'all niggas what to do. I give suggestions. I am telling you niggas 
to go listen to that fucking podcast. It is an hour and 46 minutes of mastery. Like your friend, mm-hmm. he killed that shit. Oh man. But basically it's a podcast where they're doing a, a survivor series, right? So they have their regular podcast, but mm-hmm. they have taken this one section of their podcast and call it the survivor series. And last uh, season of it, they did cancer survivors and stuff like that. This season, it's wrongfully accused or wrongfully convicted, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So they had me come in there <clears throat> and basically talk about my past life, mm-hmm. things that I based my book on, things that I, that was been going in my book. And I told all of these stories about the street, uh, going to trial, being in jail, um, just being the old Tahoe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, the, the response has been amazing. Um, in doing that episode, when, yo, I can't believe the response has been that great. So shout out to everybody that loved it. Loved it. There's some street niggas that hit me up like, nah, son, this is this is probably the best shit I've ever heard yeah, on I the podcast. Check it. I didn't even know about it. I got to check it out for yeah, sure. Yeah, so um, it's, I've been putting it online. I know you don't check my shit, yeah, but yeah, it's fine. I'm out the loop. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but, um, you know, so somehow I started talking about a bunch of real niggas that I've been around in my life. Mm-hmm. Real, real, real niggas. Me, I, like I said, I was a Cosby kid growing up. Like, I acted the part, but I, I, I didn't... I wasn't born into it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't baning. Mm-hmm. I was Batman. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because I came from a privileged family. Mm-hmm. And you know, I went out there and I stood next to niggas that wasn't mm-hmm. that. And it literally, if they didn't do this, they had nothing else. Right. Nigga, I could go home. Right. <laughs> I always had Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> My mom always had Wi-Fi. Jesus Cable, Christ. food in the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. This is a lot of shit that most niggas in the street didn't have. They didn't have each other. They had nothing. Mm-hmm. Parents was crackheads, you know, no lights in the crib, plugging in their lights from some abandoned building that they got a uh, cord going mm-hmm. through the window around the back, might be plugged into the light pole. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? 17 people staying in the crib. They didn't have their own room, you know, mm-hmm. sleeping on the couch. Like, this is, this is real. These people, that's their real life. Mm-hmm. I went outside and stood next to them. And became one, but it wasn't organic. It was something that I wanted, right? Mm-hmm. So I was talking about uh, some niggas that uh, was real. And one of the stories came up about one of my friends who was out here trying to hustle, uh, trying to get his life together. He didn't, he didn't belong on the strip. The strip was no strength for people that was from around here. It was connected to a certain crew, right? So he, he, he was... He, he came around, but he didn't belong there. So he was trying to find some place to get his money, too. He, anybody, just Everybody couldn't just get money right here. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Not that you we wouldn't allow you, but the street knows who to fuck with. Right. right? Um, so he wound up taking an offer from another a gangster. Told him, yo, come out to this town, out of town. We'll set you up and you'll, uh, you know, get your money out here. He went out there for two days. But what he didn't know is the feds was already watching these people. Mm. He went down in the fed bust. Damn. After two days. <laughs> Another damn moment though, Trump, because that's not the damn moment, mm-hmm. is that the people out there, not the original gangster that I know, he, he sent them out there and went about his business, right? He mm-hmm. wasn't going to stand there and hustle, right. right? So he had these niggas doing his thing. Those niggas conspired while they were all locked up to name him as the kingpin. Wow. They all got a year, year and a half 
He just came home from doing 13 years. God damn. He did. He was down there for two days. They all got deals. After testi- they testified, they did the paperwork. Mm-hmm. He went up north. He went to prison for 13 years. And I don't even think that was his sentence. I think he got off light. I think that he got off light. Sick. Uh, it's pending on the new nigga. Huh? Mm-hmm. The reason why I'm talking about it is because I literally just saw him on the corner. Literally. And I pull up and I'm like, because it was like a ghost. Like I knew this nigga had 20 something years, something like that. Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe I'll send him over to Survivor Series and he'll do his story. Maybe he won't, you know. Um, but I'm looking at him like, oh shit, they let him out. Right? So I stopped and I saw him and I'm just, count your blessings, y'all. Mm-hmm. Right? The life and the universe is so f- bugged out. And um, for him, it took an awful turn yeah. that quickly. Damn. Imagine that, son. You don't know nobody in that town. You don't really have no family that can do nothing for you. His mom's was a crackhead. Mm-hmm. We used to sell crack to his mom's. It got to the point where he's telling they they telling him and his brother uh, would tell yo come on don't sell crack no more. They wanted to sell it to her. At least we know that's my mom's. Y'all can't do it. We can. Mm-hmm. You know his mom's was in the street, right? Mm-hmm. So she'd come up the block and they'd like you know, turn the corner with her, walk off and give her whatever she needed rather than seeing her cop from, cause she's gonna get it. Mm-hmm. Right. She was gonna get it. Yeah. Wherever she went, she was gonna get it. So they, you know what I'm saying? It was crazy. Yeah. Like, would you rather your homeboy sell it to your moms or you sell crack to your moms, Tron? What do you think? Shit. <laughs> That's a tough shot. I can't even, can't even fathom, man. Like, I don't know. Dodge, what do you think? I would rather somebody else do it. So you'd rather you watch your mom cop from your homeboy? I don't want to watch it. But you're out there hustling. Well, she got to do it on a different block. What are you going to do? You gonna, what are you going to do? Push her off? Yeah, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> don't come around here. Go down the don't, gates. Don't, don't, don't come on this block for that shit. Yeah. Nobody on this block better not sell that shit to my mom. If yeah. you want to do it on your own and you going to go truck down a couple of blocks, that's your fucking business. But you're not going to do that in front of my face. I'll kick my mother in her fucking leg. I'm pretty sure people have she she's been through worse. Crackheads be going through some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Didn't you hit one with a bike? That was a dope fiend. What's the difference? I hit one with a car. You hit a car. <laughs> 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 yo, this nigga Trump calls me. <laughs> this nigga's like, yo, this bitch flew, son. <laughs> Tell a story, man. Oh, Tell a story, Trump. Nigga, on Notion Ave of all places, I'm driving high as a helicopter. <laughs> it must be like two in the morning. But it wasn't even my fault. I was high. I did have one contact lens in. And she did come from the angle that I couldn't see from. But it still wasn't my fault. How is that not your fault? <laughs> Why would you only have one fault. contact in? Because I was just going around the corner. With one contact? Yeah. Was you, so we was in a rush? Like you like, all I need is my left eye? I don't <laughs> I don't remember the exact circumstances. But this did, was years ago. I don't understand that. Like I said, but it's still not my fault though. How <laughs> was that not your fault? You only put one contact in. You it can't m- see. You're blind. It might have fell out. <laughs> I don't I don't think I like left the crib with one contact. All right, bet. I'm ready. Just walking around like <laughs> <laughs> that's all I need. How wasn't that your fault? So what do you what you tell the story? What happened? There was witnesses that was like, nah, it wasn't your fault. I was in the middle lane of no string. There's no middle lane. It's a two-lane street. Well, it's three lanes at at night when there ain't nobody on the side. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right? Okay. So I'm in the middle lane, and you know how Notion, you catching all the green lights. Yeah. So it's just Bust a steady. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going with the flow of the rest of the traffic. So I'm going in the middle lane with the rest of the traffic, catching all the greens. The dude to the right of me stopped and let the crackhead run out. 
So she ran out in front. She she didn't have the light. You know what I mean? The light had changed, yeah. but the person to my right who I couldn't, you yeah. know, who, who was my blind side, you know, besides yeah, really. the contact, <laughs> besides really. the contact, let her pass. She ran out in front of me. Yo, when I saw her, she was on my windshield already. Like it was, it was like too late. She caught full acceleration. I couldn't even brake. Like by the time I saw her, <laughs> I already hit her. <laughs> Shit. We, we can laugh about it because she all right. Yo, she, how you know? She flew across. You told me that she was all right, nigga. Oh, you I, the one that told me it was a crackhead. Oh, I know her. Yeah, yeah. Or or, or niggas on the street told you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We know who that is. Like yeah, she be wilding. You know what I mean? She got right up. Left out the hospital the next day. She flew across the intersection. I thought I caught a body, yo. <laughs> I'm on the side of the you street. You can't kill crackheads. <laughs> <laughs> you can't kill them. Yo, it was like they two- they, they don't have the same register. Their pain doesn't register to their body. What? They fight off death to it, go get crack. It was amazing that Excuse she lived. Excuse me. Yeah. Like a zombie. Yeah, they like yeah. that. I'm dead Superhuman serious. Superhuman strength. I'm dead serious. That's that car, what crack do. That shit was nothing but an obstruction. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking car and stop me. She still was probably holding on to her eight dollars. <laughs> she probably still clutching eight dollars all the way through the fucking system. Right. She she wound up going to the hospital. She went to the hospital. I called my pops because I was driving his car. I was like, uh, I think I just killed somebody. It was like two in the morning, and then I'm sitting on the side of the road. And then she got up. I was like, Oh shit! I was like, Nah, she alive. Never mind. I'll call you back. You know? Let me see something. Here. And then you just dip. Nah, I stayed there. Like, the police was there. Luckily, there was, like, witnesses that was like, nah, it, w- it wasn't my fault. You know what I mean? I want to see if I saved this fucking um, tweet. About this. a crackhead? Yeah, it's very <laughs> pertinent. I was I didn't think that we was going to go <laughs> to here. <laughs> when um, I had your car? Huh? When I had your car? What's that? Tell that story while I look for this. You was in, where were you? You was in Mexico on vacation or something. You hit another crackhead? I didn't hit her this time. I had your car, and I was like, I don't know. I tweeted something like, yo, these crackheads just be jumping in front of cars like crazy. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and this nigga's like, yo. Because <laughs> I'm driving his car. <laughs> Please don't, my nigga. You can't just be out here hitting mad crackheads. <laughs> um, where is Paraphrase this? it. Oh, no. I actually took a picture of it. There, there it is. It's there's a picture. Let me let me find it. I'm sorry, guys. I'm I'm not really prepared today because of everything that I have going on in my life. But when you find out, you'll be like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. it makes sense. But it's good things. It's not bad things. It's good things. Um. Okay. <clears throat> there's a tweet here, and I was gonna use this as a capital cap, but since we're here, we're here. All right. Tweet from somebody that says, delete the word crackhead from your vocabulary. <laughs> Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. 
Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. If you use it regularly, please stop using it. It's not cute or funny. It's offensive. <laughs> Somebody says under that, can I use it? Considering I actually smoke crack. <laughs> but, wait, but wait. There's more. The third person jumps under that and says, as a person who smokes crack too, I actually hate the word crackhead. I prefer crack addict or smoker. Crackhead just seems purposely degrading. I know drug dealers who fit the description of a crackhead, homeless, no job, on the street 24-7, than an actual crack smoker. Mm. I was going to ask Cap or no Cap. That's a very articulate point, yeah. Well, when you know when you're high, you can hit, you can hit all the notes. <laughs> <She's> <laughs> so like I said, as a person who smokes crack too, right. <laughs> I'm like, the internet is wild. Yo, super wild, yo. yo. Twitter, we don't deserve Twitter. We really don't. I want to know is this cap real quick as a person who smoked crack too I actually hate the word crackhead I prefer crack addict or smoker crackhead just seems purposely degrading I know drug dealers who fit the description of a crackhead homeless no job on the streets 24-7 more than an actual crack smoker that's no cap yo that should seem heartfelt and it makes sense like yeah crack addict smoker that sound better like I feel like only a crackhead could really articulate that that well oh no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I started thinking about this like we think about the n-word when we use nigga mm-hmm. or the f-bomb when gay people use it mm-hmm. but we don't want anybody else using it right nigga we don't want anybody else saying it to us because it's our community so only crackheads could call each other crackheads only is crackheads that, is that your it. point yeah. nah fuck like, that y'all can't use our shit but you can't say that because if you smoke heroin niggas call you a dope fiend a heroin head you smoke weed you a weed head so why is it different when These you a crackhead right. saying that you could call me a crack addict or a smoker you could acknowledge my habit but don't call me a crackhead That's fuck you bitch I'm calling you a crackhead <laughs> kiss my ass cracky I feel like yo I, I, I feel like you're purposely not it's not wrong. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. I cannot, I'm not going to sit here. You know what? No. All right. Let's be mature about this, Dodge. Because I was going to say something that's not very nice. Fine. Crack smoker. Cracketh thy smoketh. Like how far does this go, though? How exactly, far does this like, the culture where go? Is the, where, like, I have to sit here and take um, humanity uh, 101. 101 from a crackhead. It's a lot for me to take in. But you are a person and you are mm-hmm. entitled to your own thoughts and your own feelings. And if you would like for me to not refer to you as a crackhead, I will respect you more than obviously you respect yourself. And I will no longer call people crackheads. I will only call people crackheads when I am saying it in a joking manner. But if you do smoke crack, you are a crack smoker. Right. But not a crackhead. Not necessarily. Not the head of the crack. Like, I didn't realize... Really, until Tahoe put me on when he was selling crack, <laughs> that there's regular people that smoke crack and go about their lives and have regular yes. jobs and work shit like everything. that. Work everything. Yeah. Work everything. Pay rent. Literally, they, they're, you would never even think that this is, you know. You remember that dead cat in my, in my backyard? <laughs> I think I do. Then you play a person that smokes crack to get rid of the dead yeah, cat? Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> Tahoe sent him over. He was like, nah, don't pay him though. I'll take care of him. Thank God. We can, we can barter. 
Yes. And then they <laughs> and they took the dead cat out because because they were willing to get rid of the animal for you so that they can go smoke In exchange crack. for some crack. All right. He's a regular dude. Last week we spoke about something. So we're saying cap, no cap. What are we saying to this this topic? No, no cap, cap, I guess. No cap. I said fuck no that. Cap. I'm gonna say fuck that because I feel like the internet is pressuring me to just be this real nigga. Like yo, you can't you can't change your perspective on anything anymore. So I'm gonna say fuck that to the crackhead shit. That's cap. If you smoke crack, you a crackhead. There's, there's, I don't care if you're a functioning crackhead. Mm-hmm. That you, you still smoke crack. Cause why else would you smoke crack? It's not that they aren't crackheads technically, but it's just that that's a derogatory term, and they prefer crack addict. Crack is a derogatory drug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot of. You don't have to dehumanize them. They're still humans that may have made a bad not decision. Not really. If we acknowledge that they are, <laughs> they're not human. They're not human anymore. They're crackheads. <laughs> Like, literally, you can hit even the functioning ones with a car. (laughs) 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 Like, they'll still bounce. (laughs) They'll still bounce up and go get their crack. The functioning ones still be playing the piano. (laughs) Nigga, never took piano lessons. And be nice, nigga. (laughs) Be nice, nigga. Oh, shit. Um, I just want to go against the grain. What are y'all looking for? Okay, Dodge. About to go have sex or something. Yeah, Cracker's got, like, a leg up. On everybody else, yo. They got superhuman abilities and strengths. So now, all right, fine. They like Spider-Man. I'm bullshitting. Obviously, fine. I get it. It's a derogatory term. I want to be derogatory towards y'all. Because I don't think you should be smoking. <laughs> My opinion. Right? But, and they've been chopping me up. Over the last week, since our last episode. What we about? did the episode, and we spoke about whether this man... Should have paid the seven dollars mm-hmm. or whatever for the burgers and smoothies, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Remember this last yes. week. Mm-hmm. We got a bunch of comments on the social shameless page on the SoundCloud. Oh, right? really? We got a bunch of comments. One of the comments from Ronaldo Ulysses. I have something to say. By the way, fuck you. Yo, I'm yo <laughs> a clear, concise suck my dick. You personally don't have to listen. Nah, nah, chill, chill, chill. I'm telling I you, I'm telling like you, suck him. a dick, but still listen. Like I love you. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. he could go. I mean, people then are allowed leave. to have. I like people that have. Like if you th- if you think about it, we started this podcast based on somebody that had opinions that didn't agree with nobody else. So what's different if the opinion if the listeners have those? Keep them to yourself. Why we should then we should just pack this podcast up. <laughs> pack nobody it wants up. me to fucking talk. Pack it up. <laughs> People have been telling me to pack this shit up for years. <laughs> so I can't, I can't be mad at, but I personally, fuck you. <laughs> me to you, obviously, listen to the show, say what you got to say. Mm-hmm. But me to you, fuck you. And he didn't say nothing that derogatory towards me. But I didn't like the perspective. Mm-hmm. Tahoe can't understand because he uses money to control situations and relationships. It's his power. How he know you? Where he know you from? <laughs> I just, this is what this Seven is what gets dollars. me tight. Like, <laughs> y'all, what's wrong with you people? Seven dollars, <laughs> you bitch ass nigga. <laughs> you bitch ass nigga. Seven ass dollars ass nigga. <laughs> that made you type all of this. Son. You seven ass dollar ass. Listen here. That shit is Me wicked. Me personally, I felt that 
on first date, second, whatever, you're doing what you can to make this person feel comfortable. It, it, it's, it's in everything you do, whether it's opening doors, whether it's walking on the outside. This is just me personally. If anything, I'm, do, I'm using a, a, a chivalry to get what I want in this fucking situation. Mm-hmm. It's not about the $7. It's about making this person feel comfortable enough to, to suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> I personally wouldn't have... have, have Entered into a situation where she got to go into her credit in her bag, put send a credit card across my lap into the window, me taking it, waiting and shit, taking it back to give it to her for seven dollars. That 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 just that's chivalry to me. It's not about seven dollars. I do all kind of shit to make women feel comfortable. We're both strangers mm-hmm. to each other, mm-hmm. right? That was my point. Now, Ronaldo, guess what? You aren't the only one. You are not alone. <laughs> Somebody else says, I swear these niggas sound so soft now. Captain save a whole energy. Who said that? A woman or a man? Mr. Loki. I don't know who that is. But fuck you two. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what this, this is what we doing right now? Fuck you two, nigga. Look at me. <laughs> Look at me. Nigga. <laughs> who the fuck you think you talking to? <laughs> Fuck you think you talking to, nigga. Yo, we stop typing shit like this, nigga. Into my shit. Nah, don't. Do what you say what you feel. You have, you're allowed to have your opinion. But fuck you too. <laughs> fuck you too. I don't to. understand. Why do people not just use simple words like, you know what? I don't agree with this perspective. I don't agree. Like that's how you feel, but I don't agree. But people want to like talk to you and talk about you like they know you like they grew up with you like they've been friends with you forever i don't understand that and that's the one issue that i have with the internet right now i feel like there are a lot of people that have really never been punched in the face before there's no way there's no way you ever been punched in the face and y'all be on the internet talking like this the internet the internet has made it safe but in their defense when you listen to people talk now this is at an hour and 40 minutes into the podcast. Mm-hmm. He's listened to us at least this week for two hours. Mm-hmm. Both of these guys. This is uh, The first one is an hour and 47 minutes in. The second one is an hour and 40 minutes in. If, you, if you're digesting these people's thoughts week to week, week to week, week to week, for two, three hours at a time, you kind of are able to form an opinion of who they are to you, even if it's not real, even if it's just based on the internet shit or the, the, the shit that they put out. You can get a opinion of it. I don't know because I think that that's the that's the issue with social media, right? And social media presence, like people give you a snippet, a a a, a microscopic view of who they are or what they are, and then people blow it up. So you can't tell me that you know Trom, Dodge, and Tahoe because you listen to a two-hour show every week. That doesn't mean that you know us. I bet the you people they could, I on bet Patreon you they could, I probably you. know us better than everybody else because they actually have conversations no. with us. So. These are not conversations. These are topics that we give a microscopic opinion on. Sometimes it's trolling. Sometimes it's not. But sometimes they can't tell the difference. Right. 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 So this is like entertainment, entertainment value. And then people take that 
and run with it and be like, I know who you are. Bitch, no, you don't. John, what are you going to say? I was going to say, I, I agree that they don't know us personally, but they do know our opinions and our thought processes and what we think about things to an extent. And we cover a wide range of topics. They mm-hmm. pre- people know where we stand on certain things. I did. I bet you that if 10 people, right, random people out of the thousands of people, listen, would write up profiles of all three of us, I bet you they'd all be similar. Mm-hmm. So if that ca- in that case... Yeah. That they would be similar to who we are or similar to us. To, or you know, or to the three other. of us are going to be similar. All the write-ups would be similar to each other, right? Similar to each other. Right. Oh. From what we've put out, they're able to form a, a opinion or a profile or the mm. energy that we put out, the shit that we put out, the way we think. Okay. And they'd be able to say, okay. And I, I so if 10 people would come up with something similar, then that says that people have, are able to read us and put together a profile of who we are. I'm not, I'm going to give pushback on that only because. Well, let's see if they do it. Your name is not Tahoe. No, it isn't. Your name is not DJ Trauma. My name is not Daja Bell. You're going to give us a write-up on these people, but that's not... There are multiple people, right? Because you have more than one side. You have more than one side. Take it back to Shrek. People... Niggas is onions. There's layers to this. So you can't take my character... (laughs) You can't take my character, quote-unquote, air quotes, and then tell me that that's who I am because you only see the character. Does that make sense? It does make sense, but I still would... They still understand our opinions, and that's what we give off. And I don't. I think that we're very genuine with our opinions and with our thoughts. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. So we ain't out here just doing shit for entertainment. This is really how we think. We we sitting mm-hmm. here talking like friends. That's why I think the shit works so well. So in that vein, like yeah, we do give off a lot of our personality and ourselves. So you know, people gonna put their little. Now I get what you're saying. You putting two hours together and acting like you know me, but. To an extent, we put in a lot of our personal trains of thought and opinions out there on a weekly basis. So people do kind of understand us and understand how we think. And, you know. You got to hear both sides. I'm looking <laughs> for something else here. Um, I'm, I'm going to read this first. There's another comment on the page. Mm-hmm. Came from Marlon Doyle. And he says, we have to stop blaming slavery for everything. Most men don't want masculine women, so being strong doesn't equate to a good wife. That was his comment. Oh, I saw that. What I wanted to know is, and I, we spoke about this with Akon. Akon said this as well. Black people in America, y'all, y'all got to get off the slavery train. Mm-hmm. We're we blaming it. It's become a crutch. It's not something that is building. We got to think about what do we do now. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. Do y'all agree that we blame slavery for too much? Answer those questions and I will go. I got to find something else. Go ahead. I'm going to say definitely no. We don't blame it too much because the shit was not that long ago. Like, what is it, 150 years ago? In the, in the grand scope of things and civilizations and democracies and countries, like 150 years is not a very long time. Not to mention that it's not like slavery ended and boom, everything was like, cool and hunky-dory immediately like shit still ain't cool like you know what i mean so the effects of slavery is still ingrained in the system that we live in it's still a part of it all of this shit means something and and especially when it comes to 
wealth, which means everything when it comes to how you treated, like, as far as classism. So if you don't have shit, but you ain't have shit because your daddy ain't have shit and so on and so forth, like, yeah, all that shit is mad relevant. Like, What do you think, Josh? I'm thinking about the words. Let me get the mic closer to your mouth. Do we blame slavery too much? Blame. I don't think... What he said, black people need to stop blaming slavery for everything. I don't think that it's a blame. I don't think that we blame slavery on a lot of things, but I do think that we use it in historical context and be like, all right, you know, cause and effect. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like a blamey thing, but I can't speak for everybody. Well, I tried to use it last week when we were right. speaking about black women becoming right. strong. And but you use, but I felt like you were using it in it's more of a effect. cause and effect, mm-hmm. not necessarily like because of slavery, this is the reason why everything is like this because there are successful black people, right? They're successful families. So mm-hmm. slavery, you can't blame slavery on where black people are today, but you can I use can. it as a resource. Like say, all right, like Trump said, if you don't have shit because your daddy ain't have shit because your granddaddy ain't have shit because your great-great-granddaddy ain't have shit because your great-great-granddaddy was a slave, I get it. It's like it's more of a resource. It's a mentality, but I think it's a mentality passed down. There's, it's you are what you come from, and that's something else that I want to talk about today. So yeah, we'll get back into that. This is where I'm going with this. Okay. Right. I found this video on the internet. Okay. And when we talk about we blame slavery for everything, let's talk about racism. Racism as well, right? Um, guys, I want y'all to know I'm learning as we go forward. So the, what you said, uh, guy in the same, so shameless comments guy on the couch it made me think y'all know who guy on the couch is right we've all watched half half baked mm-hmm. you remember guy on the yeah. couch? Yes. <laughs> yes okay i just want to lose that reference that was important right <laughs> um it made me think and and all of these comments make me think even the ones that i told y'all fuck you to but then i came <laughs> across this video on the internet and i'm not sure if it's true but i want y'all to listen are today 5 to 12 degrees Fahrenheit hotter in the summertime than their non-redline counterparts. This is All right. Now, redline, what does that mean? Um, when they put this imaginary red line around different neighborhoods and different spaces mm-hmm. to kind of, uh, what's the word that I'm thinking of? To kind of like close in black people to say that you can only afford or you can only buy or you can only live in these mm-hmm. specific places mm-hmm. and spaces. Right. So what he said was neighborhoods that were redlined in the 1900s are today 5 to 12 degrees hotter in the summertime than their non-redlined counterparts. And he'll give reason why. Okay. Listen to this. In the summertime than their non-redlined counterparts. This is because neighborhoods that were redlined have far fewer trees. This has such a big effect because not only do trees shade an area, but they also cool the air through evaporative cooling. So as water evaporates from their leaves, that actually cools the air around them. And back to the redlining, the reason those neighborhoods have far fewer trees in them is because while local governments were investing in white neighborhoods, especially in the post-World War II suburb boom, you know, they would be planting trees and adding parks. 
those investments were not made in black neighborhoods. It can take decades for trees to fully mature, which is why we need to start planting trees in formerly redlined neighborhoods now. This is just one example of why climate justice is integral to racial justice. Okay. 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 Makes sense. Do you guys understand that? Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if these are facts. These are things that we're getting off the internet. It sounds I mean, pretty. Makes sense. It sounds like <clears throat> in thinking of the scope of just New York City in its own, right? Like that makes a lot of sense to me. So when we when we know that this is something that happened, right? This the, there were plans that that were made, and some people were excluded, some people were included. Benefits were given to certain communities, mm-hmm. were not given to other communities. Did that affect the people in those communities? I'm yes. not saying that the heat, we love heat. I love heat. <laughs> Me personally. But this is racism. Yes. Even in the planting of trees, my nigga. Yes. So if it can be in something so far disconnected from, you know, police brutality or any of these other things that we know racism affects, right? Mm-hmm. It even went to the planting of trees. You can't tell me that we need to stop acknowledging those things because at that point, we aren't able to correct them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Like, obviously, okay, yeah, you know, that was back in the days. My nigga, it's still affecting us now. There are like three trees per project. So when you say stop blaming slavery for everything, I understand your point. Uh. I, I don't want to use slavery as an excuse anymore. But I think it's important to do the knowledge so that you can correct it going forward. You can notice negative patterns in your own life or in your community that you can say, yo, you know what? We got to stop doing that. That was an effect on this. We need to counter it with this. Mm-hmm. You know how you start it? What? How? Therapy. <laughs> That's how you start. Do they Ther- talk about slavery and therapy? <laughs> I wouldn't say therapy as much as just like just doing your own research, just understanding your history and your people's history and all of that, and understanding that's why we can't forget about slavery because there's connections like that to everything, and even connections to like amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals from courses to help you attain or retain certification to individualized coaching services to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen management concepts optimizes your professional development online in person individually or groups it's training that's measurably better learn more at managementconcepts.com that's managementconcepts.com What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers legal slavery now is incarceration like this shit ain't changed much in the last 150 60 160 years that's why it's still relevant so i don't think it's fair to be like oh we were always blaming shit on slavery that's because the shit is still going on it's mm-hmm. just different you know what i mean so 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, you don't say, you don't, you can't blame slavery on literally everything. Be like, oh, I don't got no job, man. It's because of slavery. But you're sitting on your couch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you can't go that far with it. But there's a lot of connections there, man. There's what a you lot got, Josh? You thinking about it? Um, no, yeah, kind of. But I, the reason why I said therapy is because the therapy, I think, is the way that we can start to break down and unlearn certain behaviors to make yourself better, to make your kids better, and so forth and so on. I said I had somewhere else I wanted to go with this, <clears throat> right? Mm-hmm. I'm riding through the hood, and I was riding past, I don't know, Marcy Projects or Marcus Garvey or Tompkins or something. I don't know which one it they was. They all on the same fucking street. Right. <laughs> and I was one. I, I wanted to ask. So it made me think this. Um, does being raised in the projects change potentially change the trajectory of where your life goes negatively or positively however it is uh do you does it change does it make you view yourself a certain way does it increase or limit uh what you can what you see set your sights on what do y'all think about that i think it does on both extremes okay i think that to a person that grows up in the projects and you constantly probably feel like uncomfortable or you probably feel like this can't be it. There has to be better. There has to be more. It That is your fuel to doing better, to being mm. better. But then the other extreme is sometimes it makes people feel more comfortable mm. to be more like, this is my cap in life. I see it. I know what it is. Like my grandmother lived in this, in this mm. apartment. My mama lived mm-hmm. in this apartment. Now this is my apartment and this is, this is my space. This is my lane. This is where I'm going to be. So I think that it could do both. Trom, you work on a community board. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this? Yeah, it could definitely do both, but everybody is a product of their environment. Now, you could use that to fuel you to want to get out of your environment, but that's a rare person that a really like... That's a hove. You know yes, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That's a nice. That's a rare that's, person that's, that, that's, that's going to do person, that. Yeah. And even they had to evolve. They got money first and then they evolved mm-hmm. into different people, right? They was gone, long gone. Different mentality years later, right? So it's like, you. it's just a human trait to be a product of your environment. You're going to absorb all the shit. You're growing up, you absorb everything around you. And if ain't nothing around you except for like fucking crown fried chicken and liquor stores, you absorbing all, absorbing all of that. There ain't no bookstores around you. It's just like the, your mentality is just different. Like any normal person is going to seriously be a product of their environment. So that that's why it's a big deal. Like, you know, it takes a rare person to, to really think beyond what they see. You know what I mean? I agree with you because I feel like growing up in a sty, um, even though we're stoop kids, even though we all grew up in mm-hmm. brownstones, mm-hmm. there were two different sides of the sty right like so i remember as a kid i grew up on clifton between bedford and nostrand 256 elementary school is right around the corner 256 park is also right around the corner and then there's tompkins park which is a bigger one i wasn't allowed to play in either one of those parks if i wanted to go to the park my moms would take me to we called it the preppy park growing up is the one on decal by Emmanuel Baptist Church, the one over there in Clinton Hills. Mm -hmm. Or if I wanted to go to a bigger park, she took me on a train to West 4th Street and I played in Washington Square Park. 
I rode my bike in Washington Square Park. I roller skated in Washington Square Park. My mother made sure that even though we live in a star, mm-hmm. she always made sure to take me out to understand that it was bigger than just the block. It was bigger than just this neighborhood. And then I have some friends that I grew up with that they didn't find Soho until high school. Like, and then when everybody's like, yeah, we going to Atrium, we going to Atrium, da, da, da. And I'm like, what the fuck is Atrium? Like, where is this? And I remember getting on the train with my friends and we getting off at Canal Street and we walk in to Broadway. And I'm like, this is what the fuck y'all niggas been talking about all this time, running my air off talking about Atrium. I've been shopping down here for school shopping since I was in elementary school. Like, Mm -hmm. y'all niggas didn't know that this shit was here. So now I'm the oddball out, right? People talking about G-Shocks and shit in high school. I have a, had a G-Shock in the first grade. I had leather pants in the second grade. My mom, my grandmother was tight. So you have to take your, your, your kids out of certain environments and show them that the world is bigger so that when people try to expose them to the world, they already know it existed. Like, nigga, I've been here before. This is nothing new. So basically, you've been styling on them for a long time. You know, and I'm going to continue because <laughs> y'all know who I am. Y'all, what's my name? <laughs> um, Snoop Dogg. Um, <clears throat> Sorry, y'all. Um, this made me think more. I always think about. <clears throat> I always think about content for the show, right? Mm-hmm. But I always think. I, I literally. I spend a lot of time in my head. Um, one of my and one of my love languages is to, is to be left the fuck alone, because I that time I spend in my head helps me uh, create and shit like that, and just process and shit like that. Um, but it made me think. What are the main factors? If you can do three factors that grow up, growing up, mm-hmm. contribute to your trajectory in life or the way you view yourself mm. or your, the way you view your possibilities. Three. I just want you to come up with three. You can do it one at a time. We can talk about that. You can come up with another one or, or you can try to do three at a time If because this is right on the spot. I didn't give you guys a outline of the show to think about mm-hmm. what do you guys think who, who wants to go first three things that contribute to the way you view yourself and your in your head's trajectory or even in your actions trajectory mm-hmm. to where you might go in life yeah i got three already me too i say mm-hmm. first would be your immediate family mm-hmm. um because it's beyond just your parents your immediate family right second i would say your closest circle of friends mm. And third, I would say your neighborhood and or schools that you attended. Okay. Family, friends, schools. That is trauma. Or neighborhood kind of. It's not one of the Neighborhood and schools is two different things. It is two different things. So you got to pick one. So I got to pick one, huh? I say schools. Family, friends, schools. Dodge, what you got? Um, Family, school, neighborhood. Okay. <clears throat> what I'd like for y'all to do is explain how your immediate family contributes to what you think your trajectory may be. Um, it, for me, it wouldn't be my whole family. It would just be my mom. Okay. Um, just the, the positive influence that she was on me, the conversations that we had, like the way that she made it very clear from. And you always talk about how much, how close y'all were. Yeah. And- She made it very clear from the beginning what type of life she wanted me to have, what type of life she did not want me to have, her expectations of me. And you listened to that? I did not listen in the moment because that's regular 
that Kid became shit, a part of you. Right. But it but it's already ingrained in you when you hear certain things. Like I graduated from college not because I wanted to. I didn't give a fuck about going to school. I didn't give a fuck about my major at that point. I barely made it out of undergrad because I was barely going. But in the back of my head, I knew that this was something I told her that I was going to do. And there are still a couple of things on a list that we had because she literally used to make me write down my goals, short term, long term goals. So there there's like two more things left on that list that I have not knocked off yet. And when I do it, even though my therapist would say you should be doing it for me, but I know truthfully I'm doing it to honor her. So school was never an option for me because I know that's what she wanted. My career path or having a career and not having just like a regular job was not an option. There are a couple of more things that I will talk about after I Mm -hmm. actually complete them, Mm -hmm. but there are a lot of things that was just non-negotiable and she just made sure that she like pressed that into me. Trom. You mm-hmm. said not necessarily your immediate family, like your nuclear family, mm-hmm. but, you know, family in general. Explain that. Yeah, so, like, siblings, aunties and uncles, just whoever is part of that village that could put something in your ear, and that's your foundation before you even go to school, before mm-hmm. you even really have close friends. Like, that first five years of your life, that's your foundation. Because I see the flip side. You be seeing kids and their parents is trash. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they ain't nobody teaching them right from wrong. They just, they, they providing their kid somewhere to lay their head and give them one or two meals a day and they think that they parenting. Mm-hmm. But these kids is just out here winging it, yo. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. a total different experience. And that's just the first five years of, like, that's formidable, like, on who you are as a person. So, yeah, you could change, you could develop later in life, but that's your foundation, bro. You know what I mean? It's so interesting that you say that uh, because you put it towards the beginning five years <clears throat> i remember selling crack right and i remember going to my family's house and sitting there and i was like y'all can't tell me what to do no more i'm getting money y'all can't i don't know something just made me want to rebel i was rebelling in life so i was rebelling against the positive energy mm-hmm. from that room mm-hmm. right i was also rebelling against that um but later on in life i went back once I got the job with sanitation mm-hmm. and I was so happy that I was able to tell them like, yo, I made it. Mm-hmm. I'm good now. I can take care of my family. And my grandmother looked at me and she said, I'm proud of you, but I want more for you. I want you to live out your dreams. You've always wanted to be in media. Mm. I don't want you to just be a working man. Mm-hmm. I want you to live out your dreams. And this is before I did the podcast. This mm-hmm. is for all of that shit and I swear to God it's always been there in my mm-hmm. head that she said that shit to me mm-hmm. and it's been like something where I've actively worked towards that like mm-hmm. yo follow your dreams you know what I'm saying and, and, and amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals from courses to help you attain or retain certification to individualized coaching services to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. If she didn't say that, I might have just been happy with sanitation or whatever. But something about knowing that I had this person. It was more inside. Because she know you. She's seen you since you was in Mm -hmm. diapers. She's seen that talent, that potential from young, like. That, who better than that 
the immediate family to yeah. be like, nah, nigga, you 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 was put here to do some other things. Mm-hmm. You know what That's I mean? That's crazy to me. I've watched you grow yeah. up. Yeah. You know so I mean? but and that became a part of me. Yeah. Yep. Like that that word, that sentence, because I was I went there kind of wanting her approval. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And she was like, Yeah, that's great, but fuck that job. <laughs> yeah. Go live your life. Mm-hmm. That you have other purpose. And that shit became a part of me, right? And and, and always goes through my head that she said that shit. All the time. It's not just once that I mm-hmm. thought about it. You know, it, it's literally, it's always there. Um, you guys said, Trom, you said school. Mm-hmm. Why does your schooling, do you think, affect the trajectory of where you may see yourself in life? Um, I went to good schools, right? So it's not just the education, but it's the people that you're around. You know what I mean? Um, Like, there was a, you know, I went to school in Farragut Projects right by Fort Greene. So, but I was in the gifted school. The schools that we used to play against in basketball, them niggas was like all hood niggas. You know what I mean? It was a big difference. Same neighborhood, just a different school. You know what I mean? We just, you know, it was a whole different set of people that I'm around, different environment. Like niggas used to kick y'all ass, right? Hell's yeah. Yo, these niggas was like <laughs> these niggas, they got fucking, fuck, fuck out of here. These niggas had beards and shit in the eighth grade. <laughs> <laughs> these niggas is dunking the ball at the layup line. We sitting there watching them niggas at the layup line, like, yo, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> I, I understand that. Yeah, man. <clears throat> Dodge, obviously we understand neighborhood, but explain why you said neighborhood. Oh, I thought I was doing school this time. You said neighborhood. Are you saying it in the order I said it? No. No, just everybody touch oh. on something different. Okay. So neighborhood. Um, I think your neighborhood is important because it can do one of two things. It can either seduce you or it can show you what you don't want. Um, I think like the projects that, conversation. Yes. Mm. Me and my best friend grew up on the same exact block across the street from each other, have two completely different experiences of the block, have two completely different um, understandings of life from the block turned out two completely different ways mm-hmm. grew up on the same fucking block like dead ass mm-hmm. there have been times that we said like yo if we put like a dixie cup and a long ass string and throw it across the street then we could talk through the cup mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. close how close you are two different experiences is that because it seduced her and it showed you what you didn't want i think that the way that we were raised her parents allowed her to be a part of the block my parents allowed me to watch the block, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm a stoop kid. Mm-hmm. and But you certain I shit that you knew that you couldn't do. There's mad shit that I couldn't do. And then my uncles was drug dealers in the neighborhood. So they had always had eyes on me and my cousin. Like There would be times that I was just like walking home from school or whatever and just took the long way. And my uncle would be like, yeah, I heard that you was on, that you was woken up no string going towards da 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 at such and such o'clock. Nigga, what? Like, what the fuck? Like, I was coming home from school, bitch. I just wanted to take the long way. Like, leave me alone. Mm-hmm. But just it know was, we watching. Yes, it was always we watching. So whereas I would watch my best friend on the block, she could run up and down the block with the boys. She's on her bike. They fucking jumping on dirty mattresses. They playing tag. They doing all the shit. I'm not allowed to leave the gate. Mm-hmm. So anybody that want to see me, anybody that want to hang out with me, you have to come in the gate. That gate has to be closed and we got to chill on the stoop. <laughs> we got to play in the yard 
oh, you know what? It's in the summertime, go in the backyard. We could chill and play in the backyard. But I couldn't run on the block like that. I couldn't jump on fucking mattresses. Same block, across the street from each other, grew up completely differently. Mm. I saved, <clears throat> I think you both said friends. Mm-hmm. I didn't. You didn't. Mm-mm. My well, third was the education. <clears throat> God damn, what the fuck? Um, I've been smoking too much fucking uh, cigars. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say friends. And the reason why is because I want to know how you guys think your friends can contribute to the way you view yourself mm-hmm. and to how far you can go. As a child or as an adult? Period. All right, I got one. Who wants to go first? Trom. Trom, that was your answer. Nah. Yeah, you did say friends. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was my answer. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, what answer did you think when you said no? What were you, <laughs> what were you saying no to? I thought you were saying that I answered this question just now. Okay, about, so you know. give me what you got. Man, it's so much, man. It's yeah. like that's yeah. why I saved it for last. Yeah. So, um, by the way, to all you motherfuckers, oh, y'all only take uh, topics from Twitter. First of all, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Who said it, y'all that? Y'all talk about not, you know, that, oh, I don't listen to podcasts because most of them only take pod, uh, topics from Twitter. Yo, y'all taking topics from your, everybody else's life and talking about it for six, seven days at a time. What the fuck? Why can't we do it? There's people that's listening to this shit on the goddamn moon. They don't know what's going on on Twitter. We, we want to talk about shit too. <laughs> but y'all, okay, to your point, it made me think about coming up with more original things. Mm-hmm. Right? And this is why I brought this up. Okay. So, Trom, what do you think about the friendship? So, there's so many different ways I could go about it, but I'll, I'll start with this, right? So, in comparison to parents, right? I always say that immediate family is your first influence. Friends is a close second. There's shit that my parents don't know about me. My brother don't know about me mm-hmm. that my friends do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? My parents was always there for me, but we ain't really had no, I never had no birds and the bees talk with my mm-hmm. parents. They never, we never talked about drugs this or- They talk about that shit with me. <laughs> <laughs> right. We never talked about drugs or never talked about self-defense, what I'm supposed to do with the cops come approach me. I just mm-hmm. never had those conversations mm-hmm. with my parents. Mm-hmm. As close as I am with my brother, we was best friends growing up, we never had those conversations. Mm-hmm. My bigger brother never pulled me to the side to talk about girls. You know what I mean? I had those mm-hmm. conversations with Tahoe. Mm-hmm. He was my bigger brother. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that shit is mad important. Like, I grew up with him in, in, in a way that my immediate family wasn't privy to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that influence is crazy. Not to mention that we all growing up together, like, we 13 at the same time. So we going through just the same shit in real time mm-hmm. versus your older brother, the older cousins. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, so these how does niggas that is just you, preaching on me. Like, whatever, these old diggers. You know what I mean? So... It affects you because that's a big, that's a huge influence. What your peers think of you and good or bad, like what, what the battery they put in your back, the confidence that they give you or the jokes that they, sh- they, they have on you, all of that is going to be a big, big influence on you. You know what I mean? As a man. As a man. Is like, it the same for I, women? Also, also I, f- I feel like I got a, a thicker skin Growing up, because niggas always had jokes on the block. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Niggas always had jokes. So it's like, yo, you got to oh. have thick skin, and then you got to be able to come with some jokes first. Like, mm-hmm. we got our sense of humor the natural way. Like, yo, you have to have jokes, yeah, nigga. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Dodge, is it the same for women? Okay, I didn't say friends. and <laughs> Well, this is one of my topics. So I know, but I'm, I'm, 
I got it. The the main reason why <laughs> I, like, yeah, didn't, I don't care. <laughs> no, the main reason why I didn't say friends is because as a woman, your friends can be the angel or they can be the devil. Mm-hmm. And even though they are important as a adult, I don't think that I would put as much stake in them as I would have as a child, which is why I asked that mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. Because your friends can steer you in the wrong direction or motivate you to be in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And I've had both. Mm-hmm. I can, in hindsight, being 2020, I can see that there were some people that I hung around with. Because when you're a kid, especially a girl, there's a lot of fake and phony shit that goes on. And I don't really, I think I hung out with boys the most growing up because I, I never felt that from them. Mm-hmm. I never felt phony from niggas. Like, niggas, if I don't fuck with that nigga, I don't fuck with that nigga. We not going to be around that nigga. We not going to hang with that nigga, nothing. Girls, they will dead ass not fuck with you, call you every day, want to sit next to you at lunch, want to chill with you, and then be on the phone talking shit about you behind your back and you thinking everybody's your friend, everything is great. Like, I remember I got jumped in ninth grade and I found out in the 11th grade that my quote-unquote friends are the ones that set me up. Oh, shit. Hold on. Oh, good. Dodge's uh, phone went off. Yeah. Un momento, por favor. Because she doesn't... Are you supposed... Are you off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm off duty. now. Um, so, I remember that vividly and I remember how phony bitches can be. Like, But you don't think that that changed the way you thought about certain shit? It did, and it had an effect on me in a way where it took me a long time to trust people, especially other women. So when you see me, even in most of my adult years, you will hear a lot of people say, like, yo, Dodge is always the only girl around a bunch of niggas. And this is my thing. I always call you a nigga. Yeah. Why? Because you was always raised around niggas. Because I was around niggas my whole life. So for that, most that of my life. the way you view it yourself? Changed, it changed the way you acted? It changed a lot. Yeah. It changed the way that I moved. It changed how I, I saw things. It changed mm-hmm. even even in, in aspect of this podcast where you say like, yo, you got to be the voice of the women. You got to understand the women. I'm just like, my nigga, I don't fucking understand them. Because there's certain things that I don't understand. There's certain things that I didn't go through. There's certain things that I never saw. There's certain things that I never did. Um... But within growing up, I also realized that there were a group of friends that were more like associates at the time when you talk about high school, junior high school or whatever. But there were a group of women that amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals from courses to help you attain or retain certification to individualized coaching services to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen management concepts optimizes your professional development online in person individually or groups it's training that's measurably better learn more at managementconcepts.com that's managementconcepts.com What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. 
were doing great in life and I've known them my whole life. So I was just like, if I'm going to have a group of female friends or a group of women friends, that's the type of bitches I want to roll with. That's the type of bitches I'm going to fuck with. And those have literally been my only friends, Mm -hmm. my only women friends. I think every five years I get a new woman friend. I can count on one hand, less than all my fingers, how many new women friends I've had in my adulthood. And I think it all goes back to the childhood. Just I don't be trusting bitches like that. Right. So people always say that you you get to pick your your friends, but you don't get to pick your family. I don't know if everybody has had different experiences. But for me, I've never picked my friends like we just attracted to each other. Like I never seen somebody be like, oh, that's a cool nigga. I'm a befriend him. I'm gonna hang around him. Mm -hmm. Like it was like all of my friends was super organic. You just is just some kind of whatever that brings y'all together. Right. And I say that to say that friends make you learn a lot about yourself. Yeah, they do. In a way that family can't. You find out who you are because of what you attract Mm -hmm. and what makes you click with somebody else. You know what I mean? And And your friends hold you accountable differently than your family. The reason I ask these questions, because I always want to think about ways we can use this shit for growth, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's what this podcast has become, is try to expand people, broaden people's horizons and shit like that, right? Right. As a parent... I watch my, my child and who she hangs around. Some people make me nervous. <laughs> As they should. Mm-hmm. My child has a level of, was it discernment? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That she knows which ones to latch to onto and which ones are just there for the glitter of mm-hmm. the moment mm-hmm. or whatever. So I trust her in her decision making. Um, and just the way that she values herself, right? I love I loved that about her. But I do realize that as parents, we're watching our children become who they become. We don't have much say in it because it's their environment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're picking up what they're getting from the neighborhood. They're picking up what they're getting from school. Mm-hmm. They're picking up what they're getting from their friends. Mm-hmm. As a parent, and your child is now a teenager or whatever, when they're making their own choices about who they're around and shit like that. Like, as you know, when they're younger, they don't make those choices. But how do you, do you just allow their friend circle to change who they are? To, for them to become who, who, whatever that friend circle is? Like, do, mm-hmm. how do you, to these people out here that want, they see their children going somewhere or not even paying attention, do we realize that if they keep hanging with them, they're going to become one of them. Mm-hmm. That what they're doing, they might not show you right now, but later on what they're doing becomes a part of them. What those friends or whatever are doing, it becomes a part of them. It affects the way she looks at herself. He or she looks at themselves. Mm-hmm. How do parents do that? Like deal with yeah, that? I think the best thing parents could do is, is put that self-esteem, like give them the foundation of that self-esteem where they don't really they're not going to be shapeshifters too much. They're not, their friends ain't going to change who they really are because they've got such a strong establishment of who they are, strong. I don't agree. I, I don't agree I, either. I agree. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about from, <laughs> said I, agree I agree with my point. <laughs> no, Gemini but, shit. Again, like, Gemini <laughs> shit. He looked at his other personality and was like, yo, what, yeah. what do you think? We got this. <laughs> like, sounds, sounds, like, legit. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> sounds legit. Sounds legit. No, I mean, you know, I, I'm speaking from certain personal references where it's like you know 
everybody gonna have their opinion, but nobody could tell me like, nah, that ain't true. I'm like, yeah, actually, I'm talking about it's my true past. for me. Right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, for, for for example, like I was always, most of my friends, including Tahoe, was like the class clown kind of niggas. Like niggas that had a lot of jokes was probably getting in trouble. I was always mischievous. I was always criminal minded. But I had like a real innocent kind of image. So it looked like my friends were the bad influences. But on the low, I was just like them. This nigga's feeding the whole shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Look at this. Fucking manipulative <laughs> ass I, Gemini. So he'd be like, yo, Tyler, look at this. And then I'd be like, yo, look at this nigga. Yeah. <laughs> and this nigga be cracking up like, yeah. But I'm the one that get in trouble. But right. he's the one that started the, the whole thing. Right, right. Yep. So, on, you know, from outside looking in, it looks like. My friends are bad influence, but nah, we friends for a reason. Like, we like yeah. the same shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I say that to say, like, at the end of the day, as long as you know who you really are and you have, like, a lot of self-confidence that I think, you know, going back to your question about your parents, what can they do? Like, just instill the individualism in, in your kid and instill the self-confidence and that if you could help them with that, then they don't have to sway to fit in nowhere. You know what I mean? I think that you had a lot of the other things as well. You already said you went to a different school. Mm-hmm. You already said you had a different immediate family, right? Mm-hmm. So those things also contributed to how much that surrounding of friends could actually sway you from who you really are. Because mm-hmm. if you was around me all this time, <laughs> seriously, mm-hmm. and you didn't have those things, of course, yeah, your life would have been different. Oh, you understand that your life would have been different and as well if i didn't have you and i only took in young burger Mm -hmm. these niggas in the street Mm -hmm. my life would have been completely different Mm -hmm. i had a a different level of we were really close i could come to your house anytime you kept me at your house Mm -hmm. remember when you used to hide me in your house Mm -hmm. right to the point where your parents like yo he's here all the time just let him live here (laughs) right yeah okay let's stop there dodge you said you disagreed Mm-hmm. with Trom's point or make your own. What do, what do you have for the combo? I think that Trom, not that he's incorrect, but we're talking about, well, not necessarily. I'll, I'll let Trom have that point. I just think that when it comes to men and women, girls and boys, it's completely different. There is no real amount of security that you can instill in your daughter. We're all going to go through the same shit. We're all going to go through self-doubt. We're all going to go through a swift Mm. 10 years of insecurities, 15, 20 with some. Mm. It doesn't matter what your parents say to you because I think that on the flip side, girls are, even though we say girls are more emotional, but girls are more logical, in my opinion, than boys are. And as a girl, you realize, no, as a girl, you realize (laughs) from, 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 from young, right? Your parents tell you every day that you're the light of the world. You're the best thing in the world. You're the most beautiful. You're the most smart. Da, da, da. But girls realize from young, like, my mom and my dad are not going to tell me I'm terrible. They're not going to tell me I'm ugly. They're not going to tell me I'm stupid. But when I go to school, all these mothers, it's 15 of them that's saying this one thing. My mom and dad are telling me something completely different. I think that when it comes to girls and and how my parents or my grandparents did it, they were very vocal about the friends that I had that they didn't fucking like. They would not disrespect them to their faces. They would still allow them in the home, but they were very vocal. Like, 
I don't like your little fucking friend. That one, she's not really your friend. I could see it in her face. This one, this. That one, that. And sometimes they were right. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they were wrong. But they allowed me the space to kind of maneuver it myself. And that's when it goes down to like the, 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 the basis when we come back to family, right? So there was something like I knew right from wrong early on. I knew how to trust my intuition early on. And when things didn't feel right or somebody didn't feel right, how to... If not go with that, but also be able to hold myself accountable and being like, you know what? I saw the signs of this. I saw how this went this way. My grandparents warned me. My mama warned me. Now I'm in this situation, but they will always be there to help me get out of the situation. I think that sometimes you just have to let your kids go through certain shit because mm. they're not going to listen to you, mm -hmm. especially if they didn't experience it themselves. But I do know that there are a lot of lessons that my family has given me or gave me growing up that I listened to. And even when I found myself in sticky situations, I knew how to get myself out because those words popped in my head quickly. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, I know what to do in this situation. I know how to handle this situation. Like, and, and then you give that to your friends, right? Um, okay. You, you brought up so many points between the two of you. And it just makes me want to, to, to go somewhere else mm -hmm. all, all the time. I keep thinking I had to, you know. You got to answer. I hope you can answer it. As far as? The same question. I'd love to hear your perspective on this. On how to, man. Um, I just want y'all to know, me personally, somebody's breathing incredibly hard into me. the mic. Because I put my face on it, sorry. <laughs> me personally, I think that your friends really change your life. Can. They have the ability to. Mm -hmm. um, more than your family. Mm -hmm. More than your school, per se. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily more than. Because then your curriculum and, you know... Uh, that's an everyday thing. That becomes your 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 environment, being your school. It's an everyday thing. You start soaking that shit in. Somebody could go to school with braces and glasses, and they know that when shit pop off, they become an animal. They start fighting and all that shit rather than going to the principal or whatever, whatever, because that's the nature of school. Fine, whatever. Your friends tell you what's cool, what's not. They, they hold carrots in front of the donkey. Mm -hmm. Let's go this way. Or... Uh, we're going to college or fuck that college shit. We're going downtown to steal mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or become scammers or we fucking mm -hmm. yep. or you know what I mean? Like, yo, orgy around the corner. We we're cutting mm -hmm. rather than, yo, let's study or <laughs> whatever, whatever. Right. right. Um, and I think that growing up when you surround yourself with negativity you don't recognize it as negativity until later on when it's already a part of you. You didn't even realize that, sh that all of that shit fucked you up and, and put you into this space or limited what choices that you even made for yourself. Mm -hmm. I did that. Um, but I, like I said, I did it. Uh, uh, I chose that. Right. Mm -hmm. I, didn't, I didn't have to. But I realized that if I had better friends back then. See, my friends in the, back in the street. We we didn't care about each other. Mm. It was a dog-eat-dog -dog world mm -hmm. every day. I was a crab. I became a real crab. Your friend, your circle of friends taught me love. Mm -hmm. Kiambi, all of us, right? So Kiambi was this high school fraternity that Trauma and I was in. And we, we taught each other love and mm -hmm. blackness and shit like that, right? But my other friends, I remember one time I was getting locked up. And, I, you know, 
when you're getting locked up, you give your friends your, your stuff, your, stuff, yeah. your mm-hmm. phone, mm-hmm. your wallet, your keys, right? Mm-hmm. I give my shit to Young. When I get out, my door is open <laughs> and my rent money that I had on the mantle piece was gone. I'm like, yo, Young, where's my money? He's like, yo, I didn't even go there. What are you talking about? Like, my nigga, my door was open. I was in jail for 24 hours, my nigga. <laughs> like, you ain't closed the door. He was there. <laughs> right. But he stole my rent money. Yeah, you crazy. know what I'm saying? And never, I had to have somebody, somebody else came that I knew, my, Leek, mm-hmm. had the keys. You remember Leek? Yeah. He had the key. So I asked Leek, yo, you went to my crib? He was like, nah. And I'm like, yo, Young saying that you might have been the one to take my shit. Leek came around the corner, gripped up, like, yo. Word. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't play with me, nigga. Right. Because Leak was from this side. Mm-hmm. So you know Leak, we did that gunplay over there. And them niggas was flashy, whatever. So that happened. Mm-hmm. But me being around those type of friends made me a different type of nigga. Made, made us crabs. We was all crabs. Whereas we could have been greater if we all had a different type of a mindset. You know what I'm saying? I just look at our, at my kids and our kids and I'm like, yo, do do y'all allow y'all kids to just be around ancient people not realizing that they really going to fuck up their mind state? And then how do you change it? Because you, you lock them in the crib. They're going to sneak. They're going to sneak. Mm, right. That's what I used to do. So that's why I was asking the question, like, is it a thing, right? As parents, like, how do you help your kid choose better friends, friend circles, things that help them push in a certain way versus the other? You know what I'm saying? Boom. I think like Trump said, and like you said about trauma, I think it school is important, right? You can't, like, let's say, God forbid, and I hope I'm still not in Brooklyn by the time Parker, Parker gets school age. She's not going to go to the school that's closest to, to my house. house. She's not going to that school, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to do the same thing that my mom did. My mom researched which schools were the best schools and, and like, where should I go? 256 was around the corner. I can't. I went to PS3. I went right here. Mm-hmm. I walked from Clifton every day with my moms or my grandfather mm-hmm. down Bedford Avenue to go to this school right here because it was the better school. Mm-hmm. When I went to junior high school, my moms found that junior high school. You had to take a test to get in. 113, you was there too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the floors was the same, but you know, second floor was Summit. Mm-hmm. And to stay on that floor, you had to get an 80 overall mm-hmm. average. Mm-hmm. You couldn't fail shit. They would kick you out. Mm-hmm. All my friends are here. This is where all my friends are. So now I am forced to have good grades so I can stay in school so I can see my friends every day. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's different. The friends that I have now, most of us, we cultivated our relationship in high school. You couldn't be failing English and sit at that lunchroom table. Niggas will cut your ass off the table like, yo, let's this fucking stupid ass nigga. This nigga read. failed the yeah. fucking test. You little dumbass stupid bitch. Nigga, like, yeah. how the fuck you failed that test? That right. test was mad. They, they will laugh you off the table. Mm-hmm. Like, you could not not have an extracurricular. You could not not want to go to college. Like, half of Banica went to HBCUs mm-hmm. because that was ingrained in us. So when you go to the right school, and there are some bad apples, but you have, for the most part, the right friends. My friends that set me up in ninth grade, they all got kicked out. I was the only one allowed back in Banica for my junior year. I mean, my sophomore year. So I had to stand on my own because all my friends were gone. But those were the bad influences. Once mm-hmm. they were gone, I had no choice but to be friends with the smart people, <laughs> the people that elevated me, that we sit next to each other in class. And when the tests come out. I'm looking to the left. You got a 95. To the right, you got a 100. And I'm sitting here with a 73. Mm. Y'all not going to cut my ass. Right. Nah, we studying after school. Like, what we doing? Right. It, it start. That's why friends. That's why I said school over friends. Because school 
is more important. The 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 lessons that you learn as far as your classes are not important. Nobody, even as a teacher, I know you don't fucking go to school to learn. You go to school to socialize. Mm. That's where all your friends are. It's fashion. It's socialization. How are you going to get through this? How are you going to maneuver through this? That's why school is mm. the most important factor. So now if you have your kids around a bunch of unsightly characters, where the fuck did they meet them? Mm. In school? They're in the wrong fucking school, bro. That's such a great point. That so it's not, you can't control the friends that they had, that they hang around. You can control so where, where they, they meet, meet them. Their friends. Yeah. Exactly. Because I already know from, from, from Jump, Parker, when she gets friends... I need everybody's report card on the table. Mm. That's a fact. Like, there's no way around that. Like, my, my friends used to come over. My mother would be like, oh, so how how's grades? Oh, I was just there open school night. I didn't see you. Where were you and your parents? And my mother, she was feisty like that. Scorpio's crazy. Nut. Mm. So she's just like, oh, she'll see my friends in the hallway. Oh, what's your report card? Let me see. In front of your mother. Fuck your mother. Hi, how you doing? Let me see your report card. Mm. <laughs> not doing good in this class so what you gonna do about it that was the type of person that my mother is that's the same type of person that i'm gonna be i can't control the friends that she has but i will be able to control when she meets them right. why i couldn't hang out at the parks in the hood i had to make new friends every time i went to the park because i had to go all the way to manhattan to go to the park that's the type of kid my kid is gonna be because you're not bringing shaquan right. and them up in my house moving forward guys parents people out there I love Dodger's perspective. Charm is yours as well. Mm -hmm. But I do want us to be more aware of what we're doing growing up. We can't do but so much. We come home from work. We got to cook. Mm -hmm. We got our own shit going on. We, we really, how much time a day do you really give to this person? And, and even if it's two hours. They have all of this other time to take an energy from somewhere else. Even if it's three hours. Right? You get home at six. They got to be in bed by nine, nine thirty. Mm -hmm. Even if you gave them every minute of your time from you getting home from, you get off at five, you get home at six. Even if you give them every minute of your time, it's only three hours, mm -hmm. right? But what you can do is acknowledge Dodge's point and Trom's, I believe, as well, that it's important to research those schools that you're putting your child into. Mm -hmm. It's important to say to to start thinking about how being here will affect them in six years. You putting them in the high because it's right there up the block. It's all these other people from this neighborhood is going to the high too. Nope. Mm -hmm. This shit becomes now it's a fucking gang meeting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's That's not a the fact. High, it's a gang meeting. That your kid is going to a gang meeting every day for four fucking years. <laughs> Do you think that will affect that child? We have charter schools out here. We have private schools out here. And of course, and these things cost money. I get it. I get it. I get it. Some of them. But some of them are open to the public and will take your child based on merit things that they've done through mm -hmm. first to sixth grade mm -hmm. or seventh eight whatever whatever mm -hmm. i'm just saying let's invest in their future by making small moves through chess moves from when they're young to cultivate their environment yep. to be something that's positive versus negative right mm -hmm. or that somebody can take from them mm -hmm. i agree 155 percent. that's i wanted that from this conversation yep. something yep. Mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. some positive moments from this conversation okay there's more trom mm -hmm. and there's something that i got for both of y'all hopefully that we'll be able to, to, to pick but we'll start with trom mm -hmm. we talked about being a class clown mm -hmm. earlier mm -hmm. i'd like for you guys to know that me personally i believe I became a class clown when the word started becoming blurry. Mm -hmm. 
when you couldn't understand the work? I believe I had ADHD. Mm-hmm. It wasn't called ADHD when I was younger. Right. No, it was not. You're it was. Right. He has too much energy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know how to focus. Mm-hmm. He needs to focus. But I'm not learning the same way everybody else mm-hmm. is learning. I can't read that like that. I can't focus that way, right? So when I'm in Bronx science, mm-hmm. first I was able to fake it from zero to six, just off a natural talent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Zero to six great, natural talent carried me through. But when they started asking me to do more schoolwork, reading and shit mm-hmm. like that, natural talent wasn't cutting it like that no more. And my testing wasn't like that no more mm-hmm. because I wasn't learning. I feel like the school system is set to teach the 80% of people that are average, that learn this particular way. Yes. And the other 20 is like a... That was the old system, yeah, I would yeah. like to point out. They okay, have changed maybe, it a lot. Maybe have, right? But, yeah. Uh, and, you know, hopefully that that's great. You'll be able to add uh, to that in a second. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I don't think, so. see now, my sons are autistic, mm-hmm. right? And one day we'll talk about raising, uh, me raising autistic children uh, because I'm sure a lot of you guys out there are dealing with that. But you can look at my children and say, okay, they're autistic. Mm-hmm. And you can say, okay, they need help in this way because of that. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that the school system looks at ADHD as the same way as far as learning impairment Mm-hmm. that it looks at something else that they can see, mm-hmm. right? So they expect you to get up to code, up to level, when, you, nigga, I can't learn that way. Yep. I don't learn that way. Now, Dodge, right. Un momento, por favor. Okay. Did I do the R, right? Roll the R. I was listening to my, 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 my shorty talk to her daughter the other day, and her daughter like had clocked out or logged out of mm-hmm. learning at some point. She made some decisions that were like, and she's like, why would you do that? Why right. would you, right? Mm-hmm. And I understood that parenting. Mm-hmm. But I said, she reminds me of me in a lot of different ways. Natural talent, mm-hmm. naturally intelligent. She, This little girl can walk me through Fortnite. <laughs> Everything and the way she teaches me is so scholarly. Mm-hmm. She's amazing at it, right? But let her do some other shit that it just doesn't Register. do it that yeah. same way. Mm-hmm. And it's not because she doesn't get it. Her, it works differently. So I was like, yo, we need to look at her ADHD as something that we need to build a learning 
process around or pattern around or something of that nature that helps her not run from schooling or education Mm -hmm. that makes it easier for her to process and not in a way that it's a a, makes her look like there's something wrong with her i don't want her to look at it like oh there's something wrong with her i don't know dodge give me more give me what you got um so what i will say is all of the things that you're saying is absolutely true but in education there are different ways and different um things that we use to curb that so you have something called an iep and you have something called a bip a bip a bip is a behavioral intervention plan so for certain children that might have emotional needs for certain children that might have different types of adhd different type of behavioral issues will you will sit down as a teacher i know who are the kids in my class that has a bip Un momento, por favor. Mm-hmm. how do you as a teacher identify children that have adhd and i want that to repeat for parents out there that okay. might not realize that their children may have this one as a teacher i do not diagnose anybody with anything that's number one but what i can do is i can take notes of certain behaviors and certain behavioral patterns and escalate it so we can have the right thing in place so obviously i work at a charter so behavior is very important so for a kid that might have adhd that can't necessarily sit down that can't really focus that is like kind of like on the wire that's That's all all over the place place. right that's me without having this certain intervention and plan that child could find themselves getting in trouble a lot and sometimes that is also the starting point of how we get to this point and then we test them and we do certain things with them but with my kids that i know and i can only speak of this in the building because virtually it's completely different Mm -hmm. right i've had several kids that had autism adhd um ed emotional disturbances or whatever i literally give them things to do I have one kid that had ADHD. We're in a charter school environment. It's very hard for him to sit down. He needs to take several breaks. Brain break. We got a brain break. What are we doing on our brain break? We about to do jumping jacks. Mm-hmm. We about to jump up and down. Like, yo, give me a second. You did great today in English. This is what we're going to do. I'm going to stand in the hallway. I'm going to time you. I want you to run down the hallway as fast as you can. Run back as fast as you can. Anybody say anything to you? Say, Miss D said I could run. I have kids that have emotional issues. If I see that you're like overwhelmed with the work, I'll go to my co-tee, hold down the class. I'm taking you. We're going for a walk. I would give kids candy. You're not even supposed to give them candy. I don't give a fuck. They kids. Leave me alone. Like, I would come mad sour patches just in my desk. Grab a pack of sour patches. Meet me at the door. We're going to go for a walk. Let's talk about it. Sit down. Talk in the auditorium. But that takes a certain type of educator, right? Right. To want to. Right. You go to extra mile. I, I will do anything for these kids to make sure that they succeed. But on the more basis level, right? And just talking about the paperwork, you have IEPs, you have BIPs, and within those, right, you should those be Explain those real quick. An IEP is an individual educational plan. Mm-hmm. So that's for different kids that have different issues. Like they might have an issue with speech. They might have an issue with reading, might have an issue with um, writing. They might have a, like all these different types of issues where I, as an educator, have to modify the way I teach this person. So how would I modify the way how that do you I do teach? That when you got 30 kids in the class. I'm about to tell you. Okay. How would I modify the way that I teach to a kid that has a BIP or a kid that has an IEP? It's very easy. 80% of this class, you guys can do what the fuck I tell you to do when I tell you to do it. So here's the lesson. This is what we got to do. 15 minutes on the clock. Everybody else do that. 
um, Tahoe, Trom, Gunna, Joy, Orlando, meet me at this table in the back. I'm sitting at the table with you five, and I'm down here with you guys going through it piece by piece so that you guys get it, and I'm looking up at everybody else, so I'm constantly up, down. Or if I don't have time to do that, all right, I know you have issues accessing the text. It's a lot for you. What I'm going to do on my free time, I'm going to highlight it. Certain parts, the but most important parts. Not do that, but man. every teacher is supposed to. Mm. That's what we are literally supposed to do. Kids that have IEPs and BIPs, we are contractually supposed to make sure that we modify our lessons to adhere to those kids and their needs. That is actually true. The public school system is designed in a way and they're held to a standard where every child is supposed is supposed to learn every child and if they don't you can actually i don't think else you can sue the city to put them in a place where they can be but mm -hmm. say my autistic children are supposed to be in public school because the the public school system doesn't have programs specifically designed for these children in a way that they can actually learn we're able to sue the city mm -hmm. of New York mm. to pay for them to go to private school for autistic children. Mm -hmm. In New York City, semester we have there's a whole district for certain children that have different types of educational needs. It's called District 75. They have schools across the gambit from K to 12 for certain children that have certain special needs, right? In every school... Each grade is supposed to at least have an ICT class. An ICT class is when you mix general educational kids with kids that have IEPs and, BI and BIPs and they have, they have to learn together. They can learn cohesively. And then you have the special ed classes, which are not really called that anymore. It's one-to-one, one-to-four, one-to-twelve environments where they have a smaller setting. It's a smaller classroom. They have the same work that everybody else in a grade has. They might have more time to do it. Um, they might have different ways or different lessons so that they can access it. And then if you have certain IEPs or BIPs, when you take state tests, you might have somebody that reads the test to you. That wasn't like that before. Mm. You have people that will write the answers to the test for you. You have to vocally tell the person mm. what you think the answer is and they write it out for you if you have issues like auditory issues mm. or like writing mm. issues. So what I will say is when you were a kid, most of these things were not in place. You were in general ed or you were in special ed. And if you were in special ed, you had you were like long gone special needs and we couldn't keep you in a regular class right. with everybody else, right. right? But nowadays, they have made great strides to being able to make it all yeah. inclusive. In my old junior high school, they used to, my principal used to push for the kids in special ed to be put out of special ed, to be put in ICT settings. So you would come in sixth grade being special ed, but by the time you're in eighth grade or by the time you go to ninth grade, she would make sure that you learn to a point that you can get out. Right. So. Now, <clears throat> I want to say this. I did not learn well in Bronx science, right? Neither did I. Shit. They just, it, the, 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 it wasn't because the work was too hard because I had to take a test to get there. I was mm -hmm. smart enough to do it, right. but the way they taught just did not stick yeah. to me. Yeah. And I failed, yeah. right? Obviously, I got kicked out for breaking somebody's nose, but he called me a nigger. <laughs> so, but they looked at it like, hey, yeah, he called you a nigger, but he's getting B's and you're an F student. Right. <laughs> like, you literally can't stay here, <laughs> right? They sent me to an alternative school, mm -hmm. alternative school. And in that alternative school, they realized that everybody in the school has different ways to learn. Mm -hmm. I graduated early. Mm -hmm. I graduated earlier than you. Yep. 
like, or maybe you was a grade behind me, but I graduated early than my earlier class. Earlier than your class, yeah. Because when I went there, I was able to learn differently there. I learned everything mad fast because mm-hmm. of the way that they taught. It, it, it made sense to me. And I wound up going to college half a year early. Mm-hmm. I feel like if my mom would have been able to identify that I had this issue with learning, because obviously I'm smart as fuck, but I have this issue that she would have been able to modify things and that worked to, to a point that worked for me. So once again, I say growth or learning moment for parents. Dodge. Learning moment for parents. How do they, they even identify that their child may have ADHD and what steps do they take? Can, Tra- can, Tra- I, can, I, can I get, mm-hmm. get in on this? I would go as far as to say, I don't think you have an issue. I think it's more common than we think mm-hmm. that, most kids don't learn that way. I mean, even a couple of weeks ago when I was talking about like the, the school system is failing black boys, like we, I think black people, but specifically boys, just learn differently. You know what I mean? And it's not ADHD, we're just different. But the, the standards were set by a European white male standard of thinking and we're not the same. So I don't think we have a problem. I don't think we have learning disabilities or ADHD. I just think that we're different and I it needs to be addressed. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like that, you you, I'm not saying it's not. That's what thing. I'm saying. People minimize I have, that this is a real thing but here's the no. thing. that affects the way that you process information. But so if when, something I've is been super faking con- being smart for so because what happens is the way thoughts go through my head, mm-hmm. my shit is like this all day. I have it too, so I understand what you're saying. But if something is super common, then is it really a disorder or is yes. it normal and everybody else is 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 just different? You know uh-huh. what I mean? So it depends on how common it is. Like it's more common than we give credit to. Um, I think it's a lot of different things, right? Um, as an educator, and this is something that I see and I've seen several, several times over that is very problematic. And again, I'm about to go go in on the parents because fuck y'all. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna take a step. Um, first thing first, from a, from a parental perspective, sometimes you really gotta listen to the teachers, man, because we're not. We're not trying to test your kid to hurt your kid. We're trying to test your kid to help your kid. That's number one. And the thing is, there's so much ignorance in the black community in its own about educational disabilities, about mental health, and about all of these things. Like, oh, no, my kid is not retarded. There's nothing wrong with my kid. Nobody called your kid a fucking retard. What I said is, your kid, sorry, but that's what I said. What I said is your kid cannot access the work in the manner in which that I'm teaching it. And for me to modify it, it has to be documented that I need to modify it. If not, your kid is going to continue to fail because they are not doing it at the standard in which they are saying that it needs to be done. Mm. But if your kid did get tested and let's say your kid does have ADHD or your kid is on the spectrum on one way or another, or maybe your kid can get a paraprofessional to help read to them or help write for them, then why would you not want your kid to have this access? Because in your ignorant mind, you think that that means that there's something wrong with your child. I'm not telling you that there is anything wrong with your child. I'm telling you that I want to teach your child and there is no way that I can teach them the way that the standards are telling me to teach them. I need a different way. So it has to be on paper. So that's number one. 
Number two, this also goes towards there should be and there needs to be more black teachers in the buildings because a white teacher does not understand how a little black boy acts. They don't understand how they move. They don't understand the thought process. And this is an even more greater push that is a lot of men that's like, oh, I don't understand how you could be teachers. These fucking kids that are we need black men in these schools like no other I don't give a fuck what your career path is. Consider if you have a bachelor's, if you have, consider being a teacher. These schools are run by white women, black women, Spanish women, white men. There's literally a whole initiative in New York City called, I think it's called Black Men Teach. That's the name yeah, of the program. Of it's that. called Men Teach. That's how much that we need men in the school system, especially in New York City, because you also have to think about all these young black and brown children that don't have their dads at home, that don't have positive male influences, and they only have school. And there are not enough black men in school. There are not enough people that understand, that can see you having ADHD Tahoe and be like, yo, boy, like I get it. Like, I, I really do get it. Like, I was like that. I, mean, I was I like, like you. I to say, I went to one of these schools, and there was a dude named Woody. Yes, I was taught by a dude named Woody. <laughs> <laughs> but he was the strength or something that all the men, like, we really needed him. Mm-hmm. Whereas you did have all the women around. Woody was the guy that we related to, mm-hmm. that he was able to kind of bring us back to focus. or mm-hmm. it, it just... Woody meant something to us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Whereas the, the ladies, I'm not saying that they didn't, but he, it was different. He was dark skinned. He mm-hmm. talked to us the way we talked and mm-hmm. we, we were able to relate to him mm-hmm. in a way. Nobody failed Woody's class because we wanted to be there. Yep. Mm-hmm. We fucked with Woody mm-hmm. and we learned from Woody. Yeah. Pause. I had to pause that. Yeah, that's I get it. <laughs> no, I and, and I will say like, there are, <laughs> there are a lot one thing that I can say about my high school, it, it's not the same now as it was back then, but our teachers became our family. Like my English teacher from ninth grade, I still speak to her at least three times a year. At least I was at her wedding. Anything that's important in her life, I'm there. Anything that's important. She was at my baby shower. Like, she was my ninth grade teacher. When my mother died, she offered to adopt me because mm. she wanted to make sure that I was okay. My family did some hating shit, but you know niggas. Like, oh, no, you don't need to go live with that teacher. You got a family. I probably would have been better off if I went to live with that teacher. That's mm-hmm. neither here nor there, though, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. You have, um, shout out to Mr. Turner, English teacher, um, Dr. Shabaka, uh, Mr. Ellis, Mr. Muhammad, that's now a big principal in um, Atlanta. Like, these are the people that we never, the, the ones that really gave a fuck, right? And the ones that were really there, we were really present. We still communicate with these people because they impacted our lives so big. And there are so many black men that still go to these black men teachers that we have for advice for life advice for family advice like we need black men in the schools i don't give a fuck where you live i don't care what your school district is like if you are not sure what you want to do in life please consider teaching because these little black kids need y'all i do i'm not sure if you answered what i wanted you to answer i did 
as far as parents being able to identify ADHD? I said, yeah, I did. And what I said was you need to listen to your teachers because we see it before y'all do. Well, with, with her child, she says, and this was true for me as well, from first to sixth grade, I was very normal, very even keel. First and sixth grade is type kind of bullshit. I'm not going to hold y'all. But she said, but when she got home, she's bouncing all over the wall, Mm -hmm. off the walls Mm -hmm. at home. But in school, she's just very Mm -hmm. even keel. So the school system wasn't able to identify. As a matter of fact, I believe she took an ADHD test, but it was based on her behavior in school. Right. Not based on the behavior at home. And and, uh, she's able, like I said, because she's so talented uh, mentally, she's able to, to fake it at school. And yeah. just, she's A all day. Until but hormones home, hit that ass. And now Once she hormones has hit all that this ass, other shit going on off. that's affecting her mm-hmm. and the way that she learns, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, I would champion, and Trom, you're saying that you don't necessarily think it's, a, it's that big of a widespread issue or whatever, but I would challenge a lot of our parents out there to make sure that you have your child take an ADHD test young and then take it again. Um, a little later if they aren't. Um, I don't want to be misconstrued here. I think it's such a big deal that it should be normalized. Like I think the, the, okay. the teaching style should be more related to the HDHD style rather than it being the exception mm-hmm. to the rule. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what I, I love stands, that. You know? I love that. I now, don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, Dodge, you would know better than me, but you know. I don't necessarily agree with that because even within having a child that has ADHD, I don't think that they need their lessons to be modified unless it's an extreme case. What they need is they need outsources and they need brain breaks. They need extracurriculars. You need longer than 45 minutes um, in the recess yard. You need gym every right. single day. You need different out, out um I'm sorry, my brain stops outlets. working at four o'clock. Outlets. I swear. I you go. Yes, you need different outlets For so that you can energy. get rid of that energy. Right. That's what it is. You cannot expect these kids to sit down straight at a table hands folded for three four five six hours straight that's That's not for everybody and then that is where it's not and then that is where as a good educator when you see that kid that's bouncing in his seat and you know that he just cannot focus then you stop and you make sure that you cater to these kids and you give them the breaks that you know that they need now what 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 do parents do at home because when i'm home i'm looking at the words and i start falling asleep and my mom is like like yelling at me and shit like that and it's like yo you forcing me to do this shit this way and it's like yo this maybe i need to do some jumping jacks or Um, take a run or some shit like what do you think practices that parents should do at home if you did not listen to my episode of the principal's office with my brother tosin who is a child therapist and a social worker Mm. i think that that would be a good start now principal's office is what it is my show my mini series podcast that is streamed exclusively on patreon so if you are not a patreon member there's absolutely no way that you can see the content so join patreon and i put it out twice a month i have two episodes out right now and a third one coming this week okay um so what we spoke about is one thing that i don't think a lot of parents or a lot of our parents knew what it was is positive reinforcement right so wherein when you're talking about positive reinforcement it's basically instead of punishing your kids for doing things that you don't like there's a different avenue you can literally take away something that they want but give them something that they don't want 
that's a positive outlook on it, right? Like, you know what? You can't play the video game for the rest of the week because you didn't do X, Y, and Z. But what you can do is you can do this. You can watch this. You can read this. So that's kind of where we start, right? So I don't think that you should be yelling and screaming because your kid can't get something. Don't, me, don't take my PlayStation and give me a book. I'll slap the shit out you. But mom. why is that? But that's not a punishment. Slap the shit out my mom for that. Well, that's not a punishment, right? <laughs> it's just I'm giving, I'm taking away something that you want <laughs> and I'm giving you something that you don't want. And Malcolm I think X. that that's a way... <laughs> <laughs> that you can that you can definitely try to get your kids like just on the right track behavioral wise one two working with children is not easy period not as a parent not as an educator if you find yourself getting frustrated with your child and you can't help them with their work stop Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Just fucking stop. Stop traumatizing your kids because you're like, what the fuck is one yep. plus one? You're not able. Yep. You are not equipped. You do not have the patience for it. Yes, they might get a zero on that homework assignment, but bitch, that's better than you traumatizing that child. Mm. This is why I said, and I had the I had the challenge in the beginning of the last year, reach out to your kids' teachers. Talk to them. Text them. Email them, let them know, say, hey, you gave this homework assignment. I was struggling with Jonathan on this homework assignment. I didn't have the patience to do it with them. It's not complete. But if you can, can you find extra time tomorrow to sit down and talk to him about it? Are you going to go over this content again in class tomorrow so that maybe he can get it? Is there another way? Do you have a resource? Do you have a worksheet? Do you have a, a website? Do you have a video that I can watch that can help us do it together? You sitting there yelling and screaming in their fucking faces is not helping them. That's never going to help them. And not all parents are equipped. I get annoyed, but parents hit my phone up all types and times of the day and night. Sometimes I answer, sometimes I don't. But if it's about the work, I'm always going to hit them back. I'll It'll be 9 o'clock at night, and I'm just like, hey, so this is what you do. Or sometimes I'll just be like, you know what? Forget about it. It's too much. You can't do it. it that's for me to do. Dodge, I know you got to get the fuck. <clears throat> nah, not really. Well, we do got to get the yeah, fuck. Yeah, I do. Because oh. we're at an hour and 50 minutes. Nobody cares about you. Um, <laughs> I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like... Let's just get get into our segments, right? Cap or no cap. We have. I wanted to start Dim Crackers. Oh, come on, Dim Crackers. Let's do it. Now I'm still working on the music behind it because I really got this whole thing going. I really wanted. Okay. Just gotta get the mm -hmm. Soldier Boy drop. That's all you need. But 
Dodge put into the chat this week something that I had been saving. <laughs> I'm sorry. Where is this shit at? Let me find it if I can find it really quickly. Oh, Jesus. Why are black women looking so... Oh, and really quickly, while Tahoe is looking for that, I am going to have some educators come on um, the principal's office. I didn't want to, like, front load it with education at first, but I will be having um, educators come on. I'm going to have a principal come on. I'm going to have an English teacher, a math teacher, a science teacher come on. So if you guys have any questions, if you guys need help, if your kids need help, if you need help with content, behavior, all of these different things, even when it comes to testing kids, because I'm going to have somebody come on and talk about that also. Please, please, please reach out to me. If you are not on Patreon, please get your asses on Patreon. There's a lot of content there that you guys need to um, basically be able to ingest. Trom has one mix out already. We have another one coming this week. We have our first episode of a new segment we have called Dinner in a Movie, where we eat dinner and we watch a movie together, myself, Trom, and Tahoe, and we discuss it. We tell us how you feel. We just talk about it in different ways. We did our first episode on One Night in Miami, directed by Regina King. But if you guys have any questions that you would like me to ask an expert, you can email me at miss.dajabel at gmail.com and just put in the subject title what you would like to speak about. If it's schoolwork, if it's kids, if it's law, if it's real estate, whatever it is, you guys can email me or you can um, hit us up on any of the So Shameless podcast pages. All right, I'm ready. Let's go. I'm scrolling the internet, as I always do. Mm-hmm. This is before Dodge sent it. And obviously, this, this one person is just out of her fucking mind. So when Dodge saw it, she's like, yo, this is great. But I had already saved the shit. I found a picture of what looks like a very reddish, pinkish woman that was going through some pain. I am an empathetic person. And so personally, I felt the need to know what was going on. Why is she so hurt? This is what she had to say. President Trump, if you see this, please save us. (laughs) I don't even see our American flag anymore. Biden's talking with some kind of crazy flag. This is America. This is our land. Please, President Trump. Please, please, I hope you have a plan. God, please save us. Save us from the devil, please. (laughs) Y'all about to have a panic attack. (laughs) This is our country. Our country, this is awful. God, please save us, please. I'm so confused. Nigga. I'm so confused. When she said, I can't even see the American flag anymore, I'm like, bitch, are your eyes closed? (laughs) Like, I'm just confused. (laughs) Plies has something to say to you. Y'all know what Shay, y'all know what Shay. <laughs> I love I love me supplies. My God. When she said this is our country, who the fuck is she talking about? The whites. Mm-hmm. Them crackers. Like, y'all really still believe that shit? Yep. Like th- 
Do y'all know that y'all came and tried to take this whole shit from people? Do y'all know that y'all killed the whole civilization of people that was already here and then ca- and, and then cattled them into little uh, spaces where they could exist on their own right. while you raped and pillaged the fucking world? They know. They just don't give a fuck. When you say this is Alka, are you talking about Republicans? Who, who, who the fuck are we talking about? Hillbillies, rednecks? Like, who the fuck is we talking about? When y'all say this is our country, you've done nothing but rape and pillage this whole fucking planet. And it's your time. Mm-hmm. That's why they're mad and crying. Who? It's, their time is up. Who? The white privileged folk. Them crackers! <laughs> <laughs> Them crackers. Them fucking crackers. That is going to be the end of this. I'm not as wordy as Charlemagne. This fucking uh, donkey of the day. I just want to be able to say them crackers every week and everybody understand the fuck I'm talking about. Y'all motherfuckers got to get over yourselves. Wake up. Come outside. Take off the flannel shirts. Everything ain't got to be checkered no more. Let's wake the fuck up. Y'all have done a lot of fucked up shit in this world. And, and God damn it, it sounds like the chickens is coming home to roost. Oh, come on. Mm-hmm. Y'all like that? Mm-hmm. Y'all better quote him. You like that? Mm-hmm. What are we going into now? Cap or no cap? Cap or no cap. Do you guys have one? I have a few. I put a bunch I in the you chat. Did. Do you want to read yours or you want me to read them all? I read mine. And then you read Judge yours. Judge has a few. I have a couple. I'm going to start from the bottom. Start it from the bottom. You going to play the song? I don't have it. Where's it? Oh, you didn't go in the email. All right, fuck it. No, I want to play. Hold on, let me see. Search well, what the fuck am I supposed to do with the dead space while you searching through the email? Curse me out. I don't care. Uh, I don't want to do that. Orlando, Orlando. Did he oh, say anything? <clears throat> I'm gonna sing. I'm gonna sing you guys a song. Everybody ready? Are you feeling so shameless? Let's no. This land is your land. You gotta this sing land more. is my Where's land. Where's the remix, Trump? Why you trying to remix California this? California <laughs> to New York. I, why they had J Lo sing that bullshit song at the inauguration? Oh, she sang. I didn't even watch the inauguration. You didn't watch it? I was watching it, and I had to make sure that I wa- I had made sure that my students watched it because it was a monumental moment, regardless of how anybody feels about it. So I actually was like playing it in class, like I was like giving them an assessment. And I'm like, all right, y'all got 10 minutes to do this part of the assessment. And then they stopped. And then I played the inauguration. I'm like, ah, wait, stop. Stop testing. And then I kept starting and stopping it. Yeah. J-Lo sang that shit. That shit was bullshit. Okay, fuck this music. This nigga put this shit in the fucking Google Drive. I don't hate, I hate this nigga, bro. <laughs> Am I the only one that wasn't that excited about the inauguration? I don't know. Uh, I kind of felt weird about it. Like, you know, I don't know why I'm not in a good mood about it. Why I didn't feel like it was nothing to be celebrated. Like I'm happy for Kamala. She went to Howard. That's dope. She's a black woman. But other than that, I'm like, eh. I'm gonna keep it real with you. <clears throat> I was watching the crack di- documentary on Netflix last night, mm-hmm. and Ronald Reagan was speaking, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he basically sounds exactly like Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. While behind the scenes, he was funneling all of this cocaine into yeah. America. He actually is like, yeah, we're going to take care of low-income communities. We're going to tell any other. And then he said, we're going to make America great again. <laughs> I swear to God. It was no. part of his speech mm-hmm. as he was talking about helping all of these underprivileged communities. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know how I feel What's about that? my documentaries. I want you to watch Get Me Roger Stone. Roger Stone was the person that initially convinced Donald Trump to run for president. He works on presidential campaigns. Um, that's literally like his job. 
and the he took the slogan "Make America Great Again" from Ronald Reagan, okay. and had Trump adopt it. Right. But conspiracy theory, we conspiracy. We know Ronald Reagan was an actor. So the conspiracy theory is that Ronald Reagan, as the actor, they literally gave him lines. They gave him shit to say to the American public. But there were people in the back that was really doing all the fucked up shit. Mm -hmm. And Ronald Reagan was the face of it because Mm -hmm. they were just like, hey, here's a piece of paper. Read all of this Mm -hmm. action. (laughs) And go. Yep. Are we happy that Lil Wayne and Kodak got a pardon? No. Why not? Why not? Fuck Kodak Black. Okay. Fuck his black ass. I'm fuck a, him. Yeah. Fuck his mama. I'm not a fuck fan his of his thoughts, either. Fuck everything. But I, you know, I don't want to see this nigga in jail either. If he could, if a nigga could get out, like, hey, I'm all for Why it. Why you Especially so mad at Kodak? That nigga, that nigga is an alleged rapist and he's a colorist, and we didn't even go down that road on this episode. I wanted to. I had yellow bone there. We Do you want to talk about it? I'm and listen. The only place I'm trying to rush to right now is the gym, and I can go tomorrow. I'm starving. I'm trying to get out. It's two hours. Okay. You don't even have no food here. Your girl ain't come back yet. She ain't back yet. (sighs) Yellow Bone. Before we get into No Cap and No Cap, Mm -hmm. can this nigga just send me the fucking song and not put it in a Google Drive? Can you have him just send it to me? Yes, sir. Or somebody give me access? Like, what the fuck? Aye, aye, Captain. Google Drive ass nigga. I can't hear you. Yellow Bone. Trauma, are you, are you familiar with Yellowbone? I ain't listened to the record, but I'm familiar with it. Oh, play that bullshit. I know you got it. I don't Niggas know. actually listen to the shit? Y'all listen to it? I actually Googled the wording of Yellowbone. Now, if you guys don't know who what we're talking about, we're talking mm-hmm. about Danny Lay, who is a singer, I believe. Is she? I don't know. I don't know what the fuck that bitch does. I don't know. Oh, this is nasty already. <laughs> I thought she's pretty pretty. Sorry. Oh, did you? I did. Mm. Why? Mm. It had nothing to do with her light skinness. <laughs> oh Cause y'all be thinking that like average looking light skin girls I didn't are really pretty. <coughs> she's mad regular, like she's and okay. she ain't no Drea. Now Drea, they that's a look, bad bitch. Drea kind of look kind of regular. No, if she, she wasn't light skin. Mm, I don't get that. Not from Drea Michelle. Yeah, she look regular to me. Drea? Yeah. Oh, um, y'all niggas is weird. You're telling me that this is not a pretty woman. I didn't say she wasn't pretty. I just said she's regular. You said average. Yeah, she looked like every Spanish girl I went to school with. Okay, well, I don't want to. I want to give Dodge the floor here. No, I'm not. No, no because no, we're not doing day, that. Well, we're not least, doing that. Why I say that is because I've always had these these issues with black women regarding my stance on certain things. So I kind of rather prefer to listen as to why. And the reason I say that is this: Do I understand colorism? Yes. Do I understand uh, why women don't like lighter skin, why darker skin women don't like uh, men celebrating lighter skin women? Yes, I get that, right? We use colorism to put down a certain part of the community. Now, what I'm not sure I understand is why we're mad if they celebrate themselves because you, she's not reading the room and uh, and part of that do has you to do always with, have to like in your own yes, little bubble yes hmm. and okay. that's why i think that more people should be informed let's talk about that let's talk about the wording first let's, okay. let's let's go to the wording of the song Yellow i would Bone. rather you play it 
Um, can we? Is it? Is it? Is Because uh... it's not a real song yet. I don't even think she's gonna drop it now because of all the controversy. Uh, she shouldn't. She shouldn't. First of all, have you heard it, Trump? No. Oh, this is gonna be fun. <laughs> Okay, this is why I wanted to. This is why exactly. I wanted to read the word. That's why this is why this I is why I wanted to try to hear it. <laughs> Yellow bone, that's what he wants. What he wants. What he wants. Yellow bone, that's what he wants. What he wants. <laughs> what he wants. Prada me in Saint Laurent. Prada me in Saint Laurent. Yellow, yellow, what he wants. <laughs> What he wants. <laughs> mediocre bitch. What I don't have time for this. Less than mediocre. Okay. Said he needed a lift, so he had a switch. Switch. Let me pick a rich bitch. Work me out. Fitness. Do my dance on the stage. When he shoot, he don't miss. Type grip. Right, bitch. Real bitch. Don't switch. Okay. That is the 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 uh. So. Those are the lyrics. Trom, go into your. When I say read the room, she doesn't understand the social context of what the fuck is going on in reality. That's very important. And that's like white people wearing blackface. Like, what? It's Halloween. Like, Dave Chappelle dressed up like a white guy. It's fucking different, bro. If you understand the history of race and just do, you don't even gotta be a fucking history major just to pay attention to what's going on and understand that that's a thing. And when people bring it to your attention, don't come with a dumbass response. She came with two dumb responses. You know Which what I mean? What was your dumb response? The first dumb response was, well, I'm just saying, you know, there's, there's songs about being proud of being brown skin and being other complexions. Why can't I just be proud about this is what my man likes and I'm just keeping it real and... Like, that was her first response. Then a couple of days later, she's, like, apologizing. She's like, I'm not racist. I have um, black friends. Like, she said that shit. Yo, she she said, I, my boyfriend is chocolate. And, chocolate. And all of my, you know, my Dumb best bitch. friends are, are black. No, she said melanated. Yeah. Melanated. Like, melanated. she said Bozo. all the wrong things and never really humbly understood the problem, never humbly apologized. She doesn't understand that, that there's an issue here. Um... Okay. Do you want to play the sides. apology? Huh? No, we don't want to listen to the apology. Fuck her. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah, listen, she's a bird. that shit was dumb. See, I'm saying sorry. Um, just like, <laughs> my bad. Here's the thing, because it's deeper than just like colorism. And as a light skinned woman, if you want to put out a song about being light skinned and in your light skinned glory, fine, bitch. Here, are, there are several problems here. Problem number one. She's not a yellow bone. She's Spanish. Right. And that's where I think a lot of the frustration came from, from a lot of women. Spanish women. Hispanic. Hispanic, Spanish, whatever and she not is. Black. You're now. not black. Now we're not black. Now they're not black. They, they Wait. For, whoa. There's, le there's levels. When, because you have Latinx people. And those are the people, the Hispanic, Spanish people that actually have African blood. She has African blood. Where? Uh, Cameroon, Congo, and South Badu. It's in her. Benny. 
Where is that from? African and she she put she pulled up an ancestry I don't know. I don't know. and she got like twenty something percent or something from somewhere <laughs> right. in the middle of something. Right. Like Go look at her right. fucking parents. Right. Look they look parents. like yeah. fucking Tony Montana <laughs> and 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 Lucy, but um from I Love Lucy. That's what her parents look like. Like stop playing in our faces. Oh my God. Stop playing in our faces. That's that's where we start. Yellow bone. If you are a light-skinned black woman and you decide that you want to refer to yourself as a yellow bone, yes, it's controversial, but fine. At least you're black. At least you got two black parents in your lineage. Okay. You, Miss Lady, Miss Ma'am, you're Spanish. You don't even classify as yellow bone. So we can start there. Let's take it a step further. Yellow bone is what he wants, what he wants, what he wants. This man has dark-skinned children. This man has a dark-skinned baby mother that he just broke up with. And now your song is Yellow Bone is What He Wants? Stop playing in people's faces. That was some bird-ass shit, period. And then... Not only I would give it to Trump on reading the room, not only are you not reading the room, but then your apology, quote unquote, goes to show the reason why people were upset in the first place. You don't even know what you're talking about. You don't even know how to articulate this conversation. You sat there and let your little light skin privilege blind you and you're just like, oh, I just had yellow hair and I'm a yellow bone and I had on a yellow dress. So I just was like in the mood and I was just like in my little bubble and making my music and I have a chocolate. What stands you apart from them bitches that was at the Black Lives Matter rally with the signs that says, I love black dick, so I'm here. Mm. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm I'm being supportive because I mean I love to fuck you, so that's mad wrong. <laughs> and for the baby, come on, my nigga, this is where you gotta hold even your people accountable because you sat there, you allowed her to run, you allowed her this to happen because you you co-signed it. Because if you would have said, "Yo, babe, that shit kind of whack, babe, I'm dark skinned I have dark skinned daughters," like come on, like that's not. This is not really what it is. Like, it's a cute song or whatever. Like, we could listen to it, but let's not, let's not do that. Nope. He gonna put a yellow heart under the fucking shit, knowing yeah. the shit was bullshit. Yeah. Like, come on, son. Let me like, just say one more thing, too. I know you're gonna speak on the top, but like. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> it's one thing. The song don't bother Sometimes me. Sometimes I learn to shut the fuck up. People, Maybe she should take a lesson from me. <laughs> People make mistakes. Make the song. I get it. You maybe you literally are in a situation where you don't see color like people like to say like i got people of all races that are my friends i don't even think about it like that whatever right but when you when somebody brings it to your attention like for example when drew breeze said some fucked up shit during the black lives matter shit mm -hmm. about people uh about the colin Ka kaepernick situation standing for the flag yo his next statement after that was completely different because he took a step back, he spoke to some of his black teammates, he spoke to people, they articulated to him like why he's bugging, and he was like, yo, you know what? Now I understand, boom, boom, boom. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. 
At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hirsch, after the whole big blow-up, three days later, she sounded just as stupid as the first response mm-hmm. immediately. Like, that's the problem I have. Like, yo, you're, she just sounded like a bird. She just sounded like she has no idea what the fuck is going on. It's one thing for you to make a mistake. Everybody can do that, but the, your comeback is what's important, and she just completely dropped the ball twice, three times, really. Bring back artist relations, uh, the whole fucking A&Rs. sector. Bring back A&Rs. Bring back publicists. Bring back all of these people to stop these stupid motherfuckers from looking as stupid as they are. The bitch literally said, I was going to write up a statement, but I felt like y'all needed to hear from me. As a PR person, I was like, eh, mm, can you please run by what you're going to say before you put it out for the media masses? Mm, nah, maybe you shouldn't say anything. I will draft you up an appropriate apology <laughs> right. that it sounds sensitive enough that it's not going to rile people up even more right. so that you can continue to make money. That's the problem. I blame social media for most of it because I'm not as mad at her for being stupid as I am as mad as that she's a public figure and there is nobody on her team that didn't stop that from happening because that should have never made it to us. We didn't need to hear that. Bring back artists and these famous people just being famous. I don't want to hear you motherfuckers speak about nothing because you're all stupid. You can literally tell how ignorant and uneducated she is. And if I was one of her dark-skinned friends, I would have cut a braid out of her head. And the fact that she had braids in her head when she did the public service, um, the PSA, that's annoying too. Mm-hmm. DJ Trauma put into the chat today a uh, clip of Rick Ross speaking, drawing... Um, some hip hop show. I think it's a reality show. Oh, fucking these fucking yeah. YouTube. Yeah, uh, I think it was called Signed. What was the name of that show? Yeah. I don't even know the name of the show, but basically Rick Ross looking for a female artist. He never signed a female artist to MMG. He's looking for a female artist to sign. They had like a little singing competition. Right. Two girls singing over the same beat. And you know, if we're not gonna play the clip, I could just. I, I don't know. Should we play the clip? Like, um, it's a lot. It's I, I a think lot. a lot. No, it's yeah, a long. I yeah, feel like we all saw enough. it, and we yeah, can post it on the page. It. Yeah, exactly. We post it on the page. But long story short, the first girl that's singing the beat sounds horrible. Like just Britney. I'm yeah. I'm listening to it. I'm like, oh, this shit is bad for my ears. She's finished singing. She got a fat ass though. There's other judge. Yeah, she does, right? So Big titties, fat ass, and very light skin. There's other judges there. It's not just Rick Ross. There's other like industry people, mm-hmm. right? But they all wait for Rick Ross's response. Rick Ross was like, Ma, you got a future. And he just goes on about her vocals. She sounded real good. And then the other niggas in the room just like, they just, all right, this is Rick Ross's show. Like, they just start co-signing. They're like, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. She sounded horrible, right? Let then, me see if I, let me see if, if we get, uh, let me see. Let me hear. Let me hear this. The next girl. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. I will say I won't. I don't necessarily agree with you, Tron. I don't think that just Britney sound horrible. 
Maybe I didn't hear that. Okay. It wasn't. I, I can, I can it wasn't it terrible. terrible. I can hear the horrible. I can hear the horrible. <laughs> so the next, the next woman, Kaya, I think is her name. Bodied it. I mean, true talent. Like her voice was amazing. Rick Ross is like, yeah, I don't think this is the right. I forgot exactly what he said, but something like, yeah, your vocals you didn't really paint the picture don't fit them. on this track. She was, she didn't have the body. She was dark skin. That's what I was gonna. She, I was gonna, a, she was fully I was dressed. Say that, right? She was fully dressed. So, my point is, a lot of people is calling her colorism. I'm like, it could be colorism, but I think it's more so, like you said, it's like what she was wearing and how she looked and her body, like, and and a part of it is like, yo, look at MMG, look at what they stand for. Look at look at what Rick Ross's videos look like. Like this is who he wants his image to be, you know, what the the other girl, regardless whether she could sing, she's gonna if she's gonna be the face, the queen of MMG, he wants a certain image. I'm not mad at him for that. I am mad at him for just straight lying and be like, yo, Shorty sang this better than you. Like that's just a it's just to hear it mm-hmm. is like, nigga, what the fuck was you listening to? Like, and I've I've watched it without looking at it. And it's like, yo, bananas. It's like, bro, you can't lie to my ears. I heard the shit. So it's it, it, it's so many different part, parts to it. Because like, yo, I, mean, I ain't mad at him. Like you bullshit. That wasn't the best platform. She was hitting them notes. Hitting like it. and she was off. She was she went to the right. Yeah, she went off. And he cut her off. He like, said, "Yo, yo, yo." Yeah, yeah. But then we're also, but then we have to think about it in hindsight who Rick Ross is. We're talking about the same man that said that he never signed a woman on MMG because he would want to fuck her. Mm. And if he did have a woman on MMG, that he would probably want to fuck her. And he admitted that he's attracted to Britney. Yes, he did. And he, you even, they even showed clips of him flirting. I'm just saying, like, yo, if image is more important than vocals, then, then say that. Mm-hmm. But if it's a singing competition, you can't sit up there and be like, yo, Shorty sounded way better than you on the record. Because that is that's just not true. Not true. That, that's the only problem I had. The only problem I had. And then she sat there and not only, I think that where the colorism part came from for a lot of people was that just Britney in the beginning said, Somebody else here used the same song, because I guess like the the, the whole premise is you pick a beat and mm-hmm. then you make a song mm-hmm. off of use that beat, beat or whatever, right. mm-hmm. and most people wouldn't use the same beat. So she said, "This beat, somebody else in this room already has it," and they said, "Who?" And then they pointed out Shorty, and then she just Britney sang first. And then Shorty came second, and then they basically tried to down her. But if I'm not mistaken, I think um, the other the other girl she had the song first, and just Britney in a testimonial was like, "I knew I needed to say something about this now, and kind of throw myself under the bus before it comes out later." And I look like I'm a person that stole from her. Mm-hmm. So what the the original caption that made this come back to light was: "This is the music industry in a nutshell, where you have all of these." women that are super duper talented you get the light-skinned ones that are pushed up to the forefront the dark-skinned ones nine times out of ten don't make it the same 
And nine times out of 10, it are the dark, the darker skin ones that are the most talented or the more talented, but they rather get the light skin ones with the lashes and the makeup and the wigs and the half, uh, the little scantily clad outfits. And then you have rappers like Tink that get left in the back. Or even you have rappers like Flo Millie that I think that she's amazing. Yeah. And a lot of people still don't even know who she is because you out here pushing up bitches like Mulatto. I just don't think it's as much about the colorism as everybody made it think. I think it's more about the image thing. I think that the darker woman just, she dresses a little bit more like an India Ari vibe. That don't fit with MMG. That don't fit with Rick Ross. And Rick Ross admitted that he wanted to pick who he's attracted to. You know what I mean? So but it's like, that's fucked up in itself, but that's not necessarily colorism. Like the other, the, 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 the lighter one just happened to be more voluptuous and she was dressed with like a short miniskirt showing her ass. Like, I don't think that had think anything had to do with colorism. No, she had a pencil skirt. No, she oh. had a pencil skirt and like a, and okay. like a okay. crop top. But her ass was just sticking. Yeah, it very really was. Sticking. But it my was. point, yeah, I think it was more like right, she was, she's dressed like more the MMG kind of vibe, the sexy kind of vibe than like an earthy kind of chick. But I think that that's super duper whack because if you have your own label, you can make it whatever you want it to be. And you should be looking more for talent than anything else because where is just Britney yeah, but now? Yeah, you got a bunch of niggas around just being niggerish and you're on some black people shit it's you're not you're not going to be comfortable anyway but then i'm not i'm not yeah i'm just thinking about like going forward two three years in and niggas just sipping lean and this that and the other and you over here you know yeah. burning incense <laughs> yeah, it's, it just doesn't fit the room i now, guess to, to i choose not to say i'm choosing mm-hmm. because i realize that i'm still learning mm-hmm. and um colorism is huge colorism mm-hmm. does affect uh, darker skinned women um, more than it affects to me darker skinned men I'm not sure maybe I should shut up about that too I'm not sure but it, it just manifests it itself differently That's it is all. something that I realize in this type of situation Trom mm-hmm. I, I would rather listen to the women that are being affected by it mm-hmm. than to say oh why it isn't a thing or why it's, it's something else um, versus putting my, my spin on it, which could almost be like I'm not listening. I get that, and I, I always like to listen first, but the the other angle is me trying to understand being in nightlife and being in the music industry, understand Rick Ross's line of thinking. Line of thinking. So you that don't think be, that letting dark-skinned women, not letting dark-skinned into the club was always about them being dark-skinned, it was more about the image of the club? Absolutely. I, there was a lot of dark-skinned women that got let in the club, but they dressed and looked a certain way. They can't come there dressed like India Ari. They had to come there dressed like uh-huh. Beyonce, like Kelly Rowland or whatever. Like they had, yeah, they, basically. That, that didn't work out too well between y'all two. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's just, it's not just, the, it's not, you know, if you're going to do an experiment, you got to have one variable. You can't have too many variables. You can't just say it's colorism. Like, nah, there's other variables there. There's other things that was different between them. Um, no, I think that colorism is important. I think that it's a thing. Recognizing um, it as colorism. Yes. Um, I think that within our community, the, it hits people differently. I think darker skinned black men, their colorism manifests more in the white space, in a corporate mm. space, mm. In, in like a um, walking down the street as a dark skinned black man, more people are afraid of you than mm. light skinned, mm. right? Mm. But within 
the black community, dark-skinned women are violated from birth. Mm-hmm. Like literally like from a baby when you're dark or when you when your hair is a certain um texture or all of these different things and then you see and what I realized and and somebody can um correct me if I'm wrong when I see a lot of black women date outside of their race I feel like most of the time it's dark skinned women that date outside of their race like I feel like I see that mostly dark skinned women with white men with asian men with indian men like because I don't I feel like black men don't have the same amount of respect. And then that's another fuck you to Kodak Black because I remember vividly him doing an interview and him saying, like, I don't want no dark bitches. Like, I don't want my bitch to be as dark as me. I'm not saying that you're not beautiful, Mm -hmm. but I'm just saying that I don't want no bitches that look like me. Why? Because you probably was told that you was ugly your whole life and you thought it was because of your skin, but it really is because of your face. (laughs) Oh, my God. So now it's like, fuck dark-skinned women, right? But it's just like, why? Why riding that high, bro? (laughs) <laughs> like he got on Tim's and the pants is a foot above the Tim's am I lying this nigga over there just like Mr. Rogers trying to get on me <laughs> and my I'm, pants I'm allowed <laughs> I am just like Mr. Rogers <laughs> but at least my pants touch my sneakers like I don't even mind like high waters but them shits nigga like the top of your socks your socks are pulled up as far as they can go and I can still see your leg. You know why he's doing that? Is because the way I'm sitting, I'm trying to adjust my pos- my posture. Hey, Gunner, my- am I wrong? You can see his the hair on his leg, right? So it's above it's the, the top way of I'm the sitting. sock. All it of still that ain't touched the tim. <laughs> <laughs> it still ain't touched the tim. It still ain't touched the tim. Sorry, y'all. All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Troll. I'm sorry. Charles was like, oh, come on, man. I don't give a fuck. Come on, man. He's like, I got money, I'm nigga. Sorry. Show me your bank account then. <laughs> oh, shit. Son. All right, That's my bad, funny. y'all. All right, come on. Cap no, or no cap? Yes, cap or no cap. I said what I said. Let's get the hell out of here. Let's get the hell out of here. Okay. Cap or no cap? What you got? Oh, right. I got the music. Let's yeah, go. get the music. Um, Orlando being a whole. Orlando's being Orlando. This, is the, this was the music for Cap and no cap? Oh, yeah. Cap or no cap? Let's go. <clears throat> domestic violence against men really a joke like people find that shit hilarious cap or no cap i feel like that's true i feel like that's that's no cap yeah, no cap i feel like that's no cap too i don't I mean, like that shit keep playing it i'm supposed to keep playing the music right the whole time i feel like it Let's see how long Orlando got this clip going on. <laughs> I told him 15 seconds and he rolled his eyes at me. <laughs> okay. I would have started saving money in kindergarten if I knew life was like this. No cap. Absolutely no cap. No cap. <laughs> Absolutely no cap. Like, that's a fact. Mm-hmm. I think all women should spend a significant time alone. It's important to know that you can do it all by yourself. It makes it easier to leave if shit gets crazy. No motherfucker. I feel cap. like you picking no caps easily. No cap. All of this is easy no caps. I'm just I'm just pick I'm just trying to help. I'm just trying to add to the conversation. Okay. You already you got more? Um I think that's all of them. Cuz mine's a little bit more risque. Regular. Yeah, those are <laughs> those are my 3. Mine tend to be a little bit more risque. 
Does anybody want to play the music from their phone, or you, you guys open the music? Um, was it not a good music? Was it didn't it work the way we wanted? I don't it to? know. We got to listen back in yeah. here. I think it was cute. Let's ask the people in Patreon. I was like, ah, no, it's a distraction. How you guys feel about playing the music while we read in the cap and no caps? I like it. Man. I want to keep doing it. I listen to the radio and I'm like, yo, I want to do things that they're doing, in a way. Um. Wow. At Tahoe, at it's the last one, bro. It's the last. No. Yeah. Sorry. Rachel said music intro only. Yeah. So just keep it as the intro. Okay. At Tahoe seventeen, my doppelganger mm-hmm. from the West Coast. Hey Tahoe. Says, I hate how colorism was the elephant in the room in that clip where Rick Ross in the dream tell the dark skinned young lady that her song wasn't better than the light skinned girls, even though it was ten times better. Mm-hmm. People in the comments default to her having ass and titties. No. Cap or no cap? No cap. Trom is going to say, <laughs> if you say cap, you own under the bus, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because the colorism is in there. Go ahead, bro. Go so ahead. my point is this. It very well could be colorism and probably is. I just wanted to point out that there's also a good chance that there's other variables in there other than the colorism, including the way she was dressed okay. and all that. So I'm going to say cap. You're going to say cap? Just to stick with my point, it don't mean that I don't get it, and I'm, it don't mean that I'm not. You ain't that pussy. That's saying I'm not pussy. <laughs> it don't mean I'm insensitive to colorism. I'm just saying there's other things to look at here. I am going to say no cap because I am pussy, <laughs> and I just choose to go with black women, <laughs> right? Because, like I said, when we was talking about the shit, so with I'm Aunt going Viv, against black women. Um, you, you are two different people. No, both, no, no. Like I mean, can be- is my stance going against black? I'm saying that he, he was, she was picked because of some bullshit, but it may not be the color. It may be the appearance, which is still some fucked up sexual harassment kind of shit. Um, Either way, I it's fucked up. I think the image and this, that, and the other, when, when I noticed it, I noticed her skin color. Very, very dark skin. Okay. That's what I noticed. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if they noticed the, if they're thinking about branding. I'm not sure if they're thinking about, you know, whatever. I just saw a very dark skinned woman who is clearly more talented mm-hmm. and just being shaded on the show. In the whole context of it, and when they show clips <laughs> of Rick Ross like flirting with her, mm-hmm. it looked like he chose who he wanted to smash. Well, he said that. You have yep. a very bright future is always something that down, down South person says about yeah. her fat ass. Right. <laughs> so if she was chocolate, but had the fatty and came with that outfit, I don't think would have been a problem. Okay. That's just my opinion. Moving forward, my next one. At in the mix underscore San says, females be having six niggas and want all six niggas to focus on them only. Cap or no cap? Cap. Really? Yes. I expected different from you. Why so? Why because so? I don't want attention from all six niggas. I want undivided attention from like two of them and then the rest of them could go. So is it the number that threw you off? It's the number. But yes. two is the same thing as six. You no, got multiple not. niggas. So? It's basically you got multiple niggas. So if he just said females have multiple niggas and want all of them to focus on them, and on, on, on them only, then it would have been no cap? Most of them, not all. Because, See, because you got to put about. them, you got to put how women, different niggas be in different so categories. Romantics, so, so romantics. So what? So romantics. You a dickhead for that. Please so name romantics. them podcast. So Seriously. Because y'all just try to 
to, to mix in words the way you wanted to. Come on. No, because it's not 100%. Because back in the day when I was on my heathen shit, I probably had a couple of niggas, but I don't want undivided attention from all of them niggas. I really wanted undivided attention from like one or two mm. so then I could figure out which one I really wanted. I got six of y'all because most of y'all ain't shit. So what you do, he don't do. And what he don't do, you don't do. Like It's like build a nigga. That's why you got to have so many. Trom, what do you think? The I don't want to listen to her no more. I'm gonna say cap. <coughs> Pretty you much say cap. for the same reasons. Like boom, you agreeing with black women now? I tend to agree with black women. Because <laughs> he understands. <laughs> no, because he understands the logic, nigga. Okay. It's like yeah, I don't want six people all focused on on me. Like that's a lot. But like, like two or three, yeah. Just for availability purposes, you want to have at least two or three your, your joints to be kind of available for you. You thinking like a nigga? Women would like that focus on themselves and be able to turn them down when they want but still be like yo oh oh i blocked you why you ain't email me excuse me like that type of it's funny that you said it because i am thinking like a nigga but i'm like all right i'm gonna go with cat because of what does your time is over how (laughs) come he thinking like a nigga when he said the same thing that i just said but when i say it i'm bullshitting oh well give me my accolades yeah you think like a nigga as well (laughs) thank you so what i'm saying is they want to be able to accept that energy and turn it down whenever they want but that's the energy that they want. That's why I say it's no cap. Gotcha. Okay? That makes now, sense. We said we're onions here, right? We say we have layers. Mm-hmm. This goes deeply, this tweet, because somebody added on top of them, women are way better at multitasking with men. What do we think? Cap or no cap? No cap. To, to that point. To that point. So mm-hmm. females be having six niggas and want all six of them to focus on them only. The, uh, Lex says women are way way better at multi multitasking with men. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Trump, what do you Professional yeah. jugglers. I say I agree. What's that? No cap. No cap? Yeah. You think so? When a dude has six shorties in rotation, it's hard for him, it's hard for you to not notice that he got six shorties in rotation. Women could be dating six niggas and you be like, how? Like, they like are able to do it without you even, you know. Niggas be having whole side families, bro. <laughs> Niggas be having whole wives at home. That's one. Whole, yeah, but didn't <sighs> fuck with all these other chicks too and didn't, then he's married. Literally, it's been times where nigga been in a relationship over here and another relationship over here. But Both think they're his girlfriend. No, that's not necessarily. No, see, that's true. See, here's the thing, right? <laughs> but the, here's the difference. There are several situations like that, but within those, in those situations, men don't necessarily know how to not make it hot. 
and certain mm. women, certain women choose women to remain good. Son. Certain women choose to remain ignorant to certain facts. It's not necessarily that she don't know, but she's not going to ask any extra questions because she doesn't really want to know. Because sometimes there are some women that are so content in their little happy box, even if they know in the back of their mind that that box might be bullshit, I would rather stay ignorant and be happy than to be in the know and be unhappy. To that, what Dodge is talking about, there's a third layer to this Kevin okay talk about it mm-hmm. at Castro trap money says men are better at being side niggas than women mm. are at being side joints Preach. absolutely true absolutely true now if that's the case Preach. then everything you just said is cap mm-hmm. how because that little certain women are good at this that, and the other no once no, they find mm-mm, out that mm-mm. this nigga cares, they start doing all this extra shit to find out, to oh, stress him out because they want more control of the situation. No. Niggas is cool with coming off, dropping off some dick and going. No, but you're but you not but you you're conflating two different things, right? Because one, you're talking about side women, and then what I was referring to is a man having two girlfriends. You said a man can have okay. two girlfriends okay. and they not know about each other. I said, yeah, because you're sitting in a realm of ignorance on purpose because you're afraid to know the truth. Because once you find out the truth, men nigga. will not. Men are not as attentive to the shit that women are doing. Period. We're not paying attention to the times you did this and the pattern of all this, that, and the other. Women log in to a nigga's existence. Y'all logged in. It's very difficult He usually calls me me by 445. He must be doing that. Y'all instinct is all of that, uh, the profile you built on the nigga that you fucking with. So once you're his girlfriend, no, you're not staying in some ignorant box. You're how, paying attention to every single thing this nigga is doing. How are you paying attention to every single name, thing that a nigga is doing, but you don't know that he have a whole nother girlfriend or a whole nother family? That's there's a level of because he set it up from the beginning. He was, he, exactly. He was already elusive. He already was working late and working on the weekends, and he lives in okay. this state, and he set that up from jump to give himself space to do that. <laughs> All right, let's go. One more thing, and then listen to letting him get the fuck out of here. God damn. This is why you need to go to work on time. This is crazy, bro, because literally, y'all eating up all my free time. Good. You don't need them. At Mad Wavy says, when a nigga can't handle some pressure, he gonna run to a weak-ass bitch every single time. (laughs) Cap or no cap. I told you, my shit be, hey, I'm built for this cap or no cap. Y'all see that? You see this? She can talk the black shit, I can talk the cap shit. (laughs) That's what I do. When a nigga can't handle some pressure, he gonna run to a weak ass bitch every single time. Cap or no cap? What do you guys think? I say no cap. I, think, I swear uh, this nigga is not for the people, bro. He's not for the people, son. Sometimes you could disagree with them niggas, son. Fuck them. Nigga, I gave you the first answer. Who am I disagreeing with? What are you talking about? Black women. Black women. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to no cap that one, too. I'm sorry. No, no cap? Go ahead. Go cap. This is an ex-bitch tweeting this. <laughs> That's why you gonna call it. It's cat? always a hurt bitch talking some shit like this about some niggas. <laughs> oh, he gonna fuck with that bitch because she did. She could. He she could some pressure. Like I said, I am layered. 
with okay. this caption. See, Hold on, Trump. I got you. I, I got you. Totally Trump, yeah. I got you. Go Hold on. I like fucking with you, but you my man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> my man. You got to say that a certain way for people to understand from yes, the hood. I get it. You I my man. It. I got you. Babe, bro. At Italian Fiesta layers this. Mm-hmm. He probably just went to somebody that's not annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all reverse psychology hilarious though. Cap or no cap? Shit. No cap. No motherfucking cap. There we go. That's all I'm saying. There we go. Wow. <laughs> that's all the fuck I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Ex bitch always gonna find something to talk about about your next moves and this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's cause bitch, you was bugging the fuck out. You annoying. Mm-hmm. I left. You go. You try to prop yourself up, talking about oh, the next bitch is weak. No, it's you that's fucked up. You need right. to get your shit together. Dodge. What's the word that you always use? Therapy. Therapy. Hello. Mm-hmm. www.psychologytoday.com, niggas. I want to talk real quick about this thing. I, I want. This was all in our thing. Um, this was all in my in my notes. You niggas that 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 become psychotic when a woman rejects you. Your time is coming. Mm. I'm tired of protesting against a white man, right? Not saying that we should not do that. I'm saying that you niggas deserve some type of treatment as well. This black community got to stand up for these for these women out here and the way that we just see shit like this and just like, oh, that's fucked up. No, we need to press them niggas. Mm-hmm. A couple months ago, a nigga slapped a woman in the face with a fucking skateboard. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether she was he, he, I don't know whether he was just on some shit he just felt that niggas should have pressed him got him the fuck up out of here them niggas that bit shorty in the face mm-hmm. because they didn't like her response or maybe they was just drunk or some shit these niggas get the fuck out of here mm-hmm. that weak ass shit that we doing in our neighborhoods fuck that mm-hmm. we protested for them we need to show the same energy when we do corny dumb whack ass shit against our own fucking people I'm glad you niggas went up there and stood outside the liquor store. But y'all need to shut everything going on, on the, around over there then. Till these niggas know how to move. Mm-hmm. You niggas out there, y'all, like, that's not, that's not, like, what, what, what did that do for you? To run down on a woman four, five deep, six deep, y'all ran down on her. Beat her up. Stole a phone. And bit her in her face little bitches where these like niggas what mamas at? the fuck that's is who i want to talk to where's your fucking mother if she tried i don't give a fuck what she if she tried to defend herself against sick niggas you felt oh the next thing you know i'm gonna bite her what mm. the fuck is wrong you niggas don't get no country and you niggas that's out there in the street you niggas that's getting money you niggas that's get, whatever it is whatever it is there's no reason for y'all to allow certain shit like that to happen to our people, to your people, bro. If a nigga violate, hey, I ain't got nothing to say. Nigga violated. Some niggas deserve a spanking. But shit like this should never go on, son. Never. Never. I just want to say, just to add to that, I want to read a tweet that I tweeted out, and I think a lot of people don't understand what's happening in New York City. Okay? Especially, we have a lot of our listeners from out of state. I tweeted... You cannot get a license to carry in New York City. It is illegal to have a taser. It is illegal to carry pepper spray. This state does not care about the safety of women. 
So for those of you from other places that saw that and are just like, oh, well, y'all need to stay gripped up and you know, self-defense. There's no such thing in New York City. There are no avenues for a woman to physically protect herself or her family that are not automatically illegal, which means if she does use any of those things to protect herself and her family, she now therefore has a charge within herself, even for self-defense, because you are carrying something that is illegal in this city state. One of the many reasons why I'm getting the fuck out of here, because God forbid, if anything happens to me or my kid in this state, I'm suing the whole bitch because I don't understand why we do not have the ability to have a license to carry in New York state because that is an infringement on my constitutional right to bear arms. So I'm just going to put that out there. Anybody got anything to say? I don't. But cool. you niggas, that's fucked up. And anybody out there that be recording and watching or whatever else is going on when black women is being violated, that's fucked up, my nigga. Like, step up, son. We got to step up in our own communities, my nigga. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I know that ain't your, your path, that ain't your, your way, but yo, what are we teaching our children when we allow certain shit like this to happen? What are we doing for our community, my nigga? Like, yo, everybody ain't got to be an activist, but some shit is just right is right and wrong is wrong. And to double down on what I said last week on the podcast, where are these niggas' mothers? Because if that was my kid, I'd turn his stupid ass in. Um... Listen a letter. Listen a letter. Dodge, you got it? Got it. Should I do play the music again? <laughs> <laughs> Listen to letters. <clears throat> I said no when the nigga did it anyway. Sorry. Hey Tahoe, Dodge and Trauma. My name was first, by the way. So read it. Then shut up. My husband and I will be married for two years in April. We met in college back in 2012, been together ever since. We were not officially together during that time, but we were fucking and we were around each other all the time. He would fuck around with other women and I found out by going through his phone almost all the time. I fucked other men out of spite, never got caught. Go queen. Obviously, I stayed with him. in 2013 he got another girl pregnant he she gave birth to his first son and gave him his name the son is the third 
I forced him to tell me because I went through his phone again. It was heated between us and her. She came to the house one night and tried to fight me. We stayed together. In 2015, I gave birth to our first daughter. He graduated and then moved to where I was to be with me and our daughter. We got married in 2019 and had our second daughter in 2020. Now his son lives about eight hours away. They FaceTime often. He goes to see him at least three times a year. And I never oppose it unless it will put us in a bind financially. My issue is when he talks on the phone with his BM, he talks and has a conversation with her and not his son. I still have some insecurities about their relationship and I have flashbacks about it. I spoke with him about it. He says he... He says to talk, I spoke with him about it and he says to talk to her. I haven't spoken to her since she and I made amends before we got married. What do you all think? Should I talk to her? I get very nervous and anxious when it comes to stuff like this. I don't get it because I'm a Leo. I know y'all are not married, but you have children with other people and are not with them. I would love to hear y'all's perspective. Thanks. Love the show. Keep up the great work. Uh, I think she got a point. Like, listen, if you want to spend time with your kid, spend time with the kid. You don't need to be FaceTiming the baby mama, not for any length of time. Yeah, you do need to have a re- relationship. It's great that they're co-parenting. You do. He need said. To, talk, she said, talks on the phone with. Talks the baby on the mama. phone. Okay, same thing. You do need to co-parent. You do need to speak, but it shouldn't be to an unreasonable amount, especially when there's a past there and when there was a comfort. When the baby was kind of came on the same time we were together and there was a physical confrontation, like there's a history there. It's not mm. just a regular baby mom's. It's like a whole situation with this person. You, As the man, you got to treat this with with uh, a certain level of delicacy. Like you can't just you can't just move a certain way. And, and even in a regular normal situation with the baby mom's, why are you talking more on the phone with the baby moms than with the kid even she didn't it shouldn't say even more. yeah and, and and so it shouldn't even be comparable it shouldn't even be like i don't know i just don't i just don't get it like you should definitely talk co-parenting is dope but uh, if she's making an issue out of it it seems like she probably has some legs to stand on there what do you think i don't agree um I think that this is more her insecurities than anything that he's doing wrong necessarily. Understandably that they do have a past, but allegedly they made amends. So it's like you bringing up old shit. Like, why would you make amends with somebody if you know that there's still an issue there? I think that your trauma is more with the things that you went through with your husband before with him and like other women um more so than them just having casual conversations because I also think that the key to co-parenting is to actually be able to foster some type of a friendship with your child's other parent like it's not like I don't think that it should just be so um robotic like oh kid phone dad's on the phone like it's I don't understand why it's that big of an issue. But then I also don't know if I necessarily agree with him saying that you should talk to her. I don't get that. Um, Because this is more so your insecurity than a rip. I don't know. I don't get that. I would, I would uh, let Tron rebut one time 
And then Dodge, you can rebut one time. And then I'd like to have my opinion. Oh, this is a whole debate. Yeah, no, go ahead. No, I just think the trauma, if you have something pertaining to what she said, you can mm-hmm. you can rebut. Yeah. Shit. I don't remember that. Okay, good. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading this. I'm paying attention, sweetheart. I'm, I'm watching your moves. You know, I like I like building my case around people's behavior. You met in 2012. We were fucking. He would fuck around with other women. You fucked other men as well. In 2013, he got another woman pregnant. She gave birth to his first son and gave him his name. He is now legacy. The son is the third in the line. She paid attention to that. Mm -hmm. She said something about it. Mm -hmm. She even paraphrased. He is now the third. It meant something to her. Mm-hmm. That he did that, she's carried that. Well, he didn't for, do it. For eight the years. mama did it. I think I don't know. She said whatever it. it is, it's fine. She gave birth to the f- oh, oh. And yeah, she and gave, gave birth and gave him fine. his name. Yeah. He forced him telling me I went through. I went through his phone again. This is something that she's always done. She already has insecurities. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was heated between us and her. She came to the house to try to fight, and we stayed together. I gave birth to his first daughter. He came out right. His son lives about eight hours away. This child is eight years old. Doesn't say that. Uh, 2013, she gave birth. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So I can do math. So <laughs> I might not be read very well, but math is my thing. Most boys. Is that true? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> my thing is this. My issue is when he talks on the phone with his BM and talks and has conversation with her and not his son Dodge to me is absolutely right. And she says, I still have insecurities about the relationship and flashbacks about it. Eight years, five years, six years. She's still, she's married to this man. She's still thinking about all of that other shit, mm-hmm. right? This nigga's moved here or to, to you. You have two children. Y'all are married. He's saying talk to her so that y'all can get past the shit that happened six, seven, eight years ago. Makes we sense. have a, a, it's not a blended family, but we are all related. We're mm-hmm. all family now. Mm-hmm. I talk to her to co-parent. I don't, it's not that I don't talk to my son, but sometimes I need to know what's going on. Sometimes she hits me to say, you need to talk to your son about this. This is a situation that's going on. How do you think I should navigate this? We talk as parents, co-parents. That's a healthy co-parenting relationship. Mm-hmm. There are times I would like for my baby mothers to call me and say, yo, this is what's going on. I'd rather you handle this. Or how do you think I should handle this? Or maybe you can address this with him next time y'all speak. It doesn't have to be right now. But this is something that I'm concerned about, that I'm watching, I'm viewing. As I'm here, you're not here. Mm-hmm. I know y'all have this specific relationship. I'd like for this topic to come up organically. You don't have to hit them like, oh, what'd you do last night? Oh, I heard you got in trouble. But when y'all talk, bring this up. Give him some game on this. Hey, his pecker was hard last night. I noticed he was playing in his pants. <laughs> I don't. I don't really feel comfortable. You know, I'm. I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm doing the laundry. The socks are sticking to each other. I don't know. You know how to talk about this. Maybe there's something that y'all could talk about. You understand? Gunner? You understand what I'm saying? Son, These, little boys are fucking a, disgusting, this, nasty little this shit. Is, I fucking hate little boys. That's now, what I do. if you're carrying this this negative energy towards this situation, first of all, y'all are married now, man. There's got to be some level of trust there. Got to be. I'm not saying it has to be, but damn. Y'all talking about some shit from me. You think he really worried about some pussy from eight years ago? He's fucking bitches now. <laughs> <laughs> 
you got to be worried about. Y'all, shit, y'all have common interests, which is why he's saying talk to her. Yo, this ain't what it was. She's grown. She's like, it's literally not like that. She mm-hmm. loves our daughters. She recognizes that our daughters are her son's sisters. I think y'all need to get on the same. That shit that happened back then was then. But there's a whole different landscape now. You know what I'm saying? And I realize that it bothers you. I don't want to be the one to tell you and you have to believe me. You need to talk to her yourself. Y'all need to establish some kind of working relationship because as I co-parent, you're also a co-parent. His wife is also a co-parent to that child, which is why I think, Trom, you are wrong in your opinion that, yo, why should you ask her to talk to him? No, she, they, they should establish yeah, some type of- Yeah, I didn't of, say that. I okay, agree with that. Okay, maybe Dar said it. Um, I think that they should establish some type of working relationship mm-hmm. as baby mama and wife. Absolutely. I believe that that is a, that, that I think that he's moving in a, in a, in a good way as far as this letter is concerned. Yeah. And you need to stop bringing up the past into where he's at right now. And to your point, he's like, yo, if you talk to her, you'll see that ain't nothing ain't going like on here. Mm-hmm. Like, it ain't like that. Just, you know. We are two hours and 52 minutes into this podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, let me say something to her. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> www psychologytoday.com <laughs> very important dealing with your issues dealing with your and I'll say it's important even though I'm, I'm yo you know your, your lady never called me back could you call I her? spoke to her um, I actually had therapy on Saturday and I spoke to her what she say I didn't I can't technically bring you up in my session but just email her again there you go does she know who I am nigga email her again <clears throat> do you know who the fuck she is I have a pod, I have two podcasts so all right, uh, black businesses. Do you guys have any? You guys uh, want to shout some black people out? I do, but not this episode. Trom, no, it's fine. Yeah. Yes. No. I don't know if we ever posted the ones we mentioned last week, but I think we did. Okay. Yeah, but I have one coming up. Um, somebody said to me some joy things. Just now? That's crazy. No, nah, I just that sounds bad. Shade towards joy. Niggas <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, bro, come on. You talk about my pants. Just stop. <laughs> I just don't know. Maybe I, she all right. did. I, I believe she, she did. Yeah. <clears throat> so shameless community, thank you. That's all I really can say. I ain't got much else. I don't have no black businesses. I talk about black people all day. I'm tired of y'all. <laughs> what are we doing? So shameless? Is that so his shameless. stomach? <laughs> Is that his stomach? No. <laughs> <laughs> so Yo, shameless. I can never do a crime with you. You don't know how to hold it down at all. This nigga's wild. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.